Hey guys, this is Arthur. Uh, I just wanted to give you a quick heads up that this week we're doing something a little bit different, something that we've never actually done before, uh, which is that we have the podcast's first political ad before the show. Uh, we've had ads on the show before, here and there, uh, which we've been compensated for, but uh, we haven't done it for a while, uh, just for various reasons. But uh, this opportunity was presented by uh, Cards Against Humanity uh, company head Max Temkin and his uh, political action committee, the Nuisance Committee. Um, and as something that every host of Rebel FM agrees pretty strongly about, we decided that this is something that we wanted to do. Uh, again, we're not being compensated for this. We haven't accepted money for this. This is a donation of airtime, I guess, for lack of a better statement. Um, if you want to skip past the ad, it's about two minutes long, so jump about two minutes forward from this and you should be fine. But uh, with that in mind, we respect differences of opinion, but this ad reflects the way that we feel. And uh, we hope that you, if you are in the U.S., go and vote on November 8th. What's going on inside Donald Trump's head? Do you think he's ever scared or wonders if he's wrong? In public, he calls people names. He's a germaphobe and he doesn't like to be touched. Trump spreads conspiracy theories and makes wild accusations. He says that Ted Cruz's father helped assassinate JFK. He says that Obama is a traitor who wants Muslims to attack the United States, and that Hillary Clinton might have committed murder. He thinks climate change is a conspiracy created by the Chinese government. Do you think he believes those things? He used money from his charity to buy a six-foot painting of himself. He lied to the press about helping to clear rubble after 9-11. In interviews... Trump has said he's too busy to read books. He seems to not know how to use a computer or type on a keyboard. Donald Trump doesn't know what's in the United States Constitution. When a member of Congress asked him about Article I, which defines congressional powers, he said, I'm going to abide by the Constitution, whether it's number one, number two, number 12, number nine. The Constitution has seven articles. This November, the American people will elect a sane and reasonable president who understands the basic facts about our democracy. And that won't be Donald Trump. The Nuisance Committee is responsible for the content of this advertising. back again High maybe maybe if already. you're like me and you Whoa. listen to podcasts we're not even back again we're literally just like continuing on because you let them build up and you listen to like three in a row i do that a lot <laughs> yeah so the, the world has rebuilt itself 
Hello well, again. We, yeah, yeah. We before it tears itself apart again. Yeah. <laughs> we're out of the bunker. Yeah, we were always sounding like we're recording in a bunker at the Area Five offices. Yeah, because so. we were just recording on a little hand recorder uh, while Arthur was gone and all the podcast equipment it was stored at Arthur's. Uh, Look, man, arrangements could have been made. Eh, yeah, it was I, fine. It was fine. We gathered. We had food. Also, yep. I find it hard to believe there weren't some fucking labs at your office. There probably were, but we were lazy. Yeah, there were, but there, but the audio recorder only has two channels, and there were three of us. Who wants a, to set a, all that shit up? It was fine. <laughs> a bunker of your own of your own making, <laughs> uh, pretty much. I'm at the Gagos. Joining me is finally Arthur Geese. Hi, yeah, that's the longest I've missed podcasts. I uh, guess. Yeah, uh, recent joining recent memory. Me U.S. traveler Matt Chandranay. Hello. Sorry, I, I rolled right over James. What? And joining so us introdu- also... Enter yourself, James. And joining us also is so James people know Fokker. your voice. Yeah. Oh, hi. James Hello. Fokker. <laughs> James Faulkner. There's a time where uh, a coworker of mine uh, was... I was in some, like, Call of Duty review discussion, and he mistyped my name, James Faulkner, and that went live on the site. <laughs> luckily, didn't get... Uh, luckily, he uh, someone emailed him, and he, he drove back to work and replaced it. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that's not the. That's no, like, uh, it's like something that you laugh about. Yeah, yeah. No, no the the occasionally the screenshots will get sent around in in Slack and email at work. I think it got posted one time that they forgot to change the lower third for me, and it still came up like Anthony Guy goes editor in chief IGN dot com. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, <laughs> promo. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Well, Arthur was gone playing some oh, video man. games. Some that you can talk about. Some you can't talk about. What can you talk about? I don't. I wonder if I can say what both of them were. Well, I mean, it should be pretty obvious what both of them were, given on what's coming out, but I don't know what you're allowed well, to Well, no, say. because they're not... Uh, well, one was Civ Six. <laughs> <laughs> no, although there are people with Civ Six. I know, I'm so jealous. Build. Yeah, uh, God, I want to play that game so bad. Which is apparently quite good. Yeah, let's mm. play... I mean, it's a preview build, but let's play the entire game just with not all the people. Yeah, it's ten <laughs> factions out of twenty? Jesus. <laughs> okay, I mean, then... Is that does that sound right? Twenty. It is something like twenty. Yeah. I used to have the goal in Civ uh, in Civ Five, like I was going to play the game. I was going to get that achievement for playing every faction, and uh, I only got like halfway through it. Don't mean shit. (laughs) No, they don't. But like the the thing that I loved about this is that Civ Civilization was the one game where I would chase achievements. Well, I guess I chased them in WoW too because there's actually rewards tied to them. But yes, in for meaningless achievements uh, that actually gave my game meaning was Civ Five because it would be like play as this faction and, do and it, then do and then I would away. try to get like another achievement at the same time, like a different victory condition or the one city or whatever it was. It's almost and like so it, it would just have the play, it would just make me play the game in bunches of different combinations. Yeah, it's, it's more like a, it's almost like a checklist, not yeah. an achievement. It was just like, well, there's a way that I could do this game and that it ha- it's so open. Then I think yeah, that, I think I think that's actually really nice. Yeah, it, it, it's like if I wanted to get the achievement just for playing each civilization. I could have played like on a skirmish map with just two people, sure. you know, but and like steamroll them and win, steamroll and win. But like that's not really what I was. I just don't in. in games like that where there are a bunch of different factions or characters or armies or whatever. I usually don't do that unless it's like Dawn of War or StarCraft or something like that because each kind of of army is tailored to a specific playstyle, and I usually find the one I want to play and stick to it. Mm. Um, I used to do that too, especially with Civ games. But with Civ Five, I really broadened my horizons and got to appreciate all the stuff in that game for as different as it is, and found it equally as fun. Whether I was going for a domination victory or 
I do still, I would still usually go for science or culture or right. whatever. And so, but, uh, but yeah, that uh, build is, that build is interesting just as sort of an artifact because usually when there are preview builds for new civilization games, it's like everything is in there, but you can only play for 50 turns. Right. Right. Or like a hundred turns. And, and this in this one case, is like, it's, you just play it. Yeah. Like it's the full game just, or it's the game just with like well, only half. Well, cause if you games. like those games, you're not, you're not just playing just one game of it. And 50 sure. turns is hardly anything. Yeah. No, I like, I feel like 50 turns uh, or a hundred turns or whatever is actually a lot. In this well, it game. depends on the setting. It's like two hours. Probably, it totally, but... de- it, yeah, it totally depends on how you have it set. Like if you have it set for like uh normal speed of researching tech, you can do a lot of stuff in 50 turns. But if you have it set for like a long game, it'll take you like 110 turns to research like one piece of tech. At um, least that's the way Civ five worked. I have no idea how six, Civ yeah, that six makes works. The, uh, all the positive impressions coming out of that build feel particularly relevant that people are like playing long yeah. full games of yeah. Civ six, not just like sort of extrapolating how the mm. game would go or how they'd feel about it after playing. Like, well, I think they realize that like you can't really spoil a game like that. Well, we'll see. Uh, I don't know that anybody's going to get that game early for review, mm. uh, given what happened with mafia. What happened with mafia? 2k said that they 2k decided not to send mafia to anyone. Mm. Uh, from what I've seen of Mafia, given the fact that I was both out of town last week and also the world of politics has been a fucking <laughs> slow rolling shitstorm of fire and blood yep. for the last seven days. Oh, uh, yeah. What I've seen of Mafia coverage has been that it starts really strong and then it bogs down and sort of falls apart. And also that it's pretty massively buggy. Yeah, I, I'm about two hours into it. And yeah, it the nice thing to say about it, because right now I'm in the first, I would say, 20 missions, which means, like, a lot of it is you end one, you pick up the next mission, you go to the next one. There's no, none of the open worldness is there yet. So there are nine districts in total, yeah. I think, is what I was reading in Phil's review, which I was editing today. And there are two, like, sort of regional bosses in each space and then, like, an overboss. I wouldn't mind if it didn't have any open world stuff. Like if it was a if it was more like L.A. Noir, where it's like yeah, a world you can go in but go to places. So fucking hard on the last game for it not having anything to do in its world, <sighs> like it being an open world game without the open world stuff. And yeah. Watch Dogs was dinged similarly. Well, L.A. Noir had stuff. It was like you would get the random squad things, like ah, oh, there's a robbery and blah. And you L.A. Noir though, like went so crazy with the presentation, like it was so like so leaps and bounds ahead of mafia two that it wasn't going to get criticized for the same. Yeah. Things. I guess I just, for me when I have less time, when someone tells me that an open world game is a little more streamlined, I'm like, All yeah, right. you should avoid it then. Cause this game is like, it took Phil about 40 hours to finish yeah. It. It, it. Yeah. There was like that, when it comes back around at, from what I would have heard from Marty is like, you do have to grind a little bit. I hope that that studio gets to make a second game. Cause you know, they, this is their first game. It's hmm. ambitious as hell. And it's turn. like, and they built this whole studio. They started the studio to make this game, you know. And it's just, What's the studio? Hangar 13. Hangar 13. Mm-hmm. And also the Polish studio or whatever that worked on the last one also worked on this one. Hmm. So, yeah, this was a studio that's run by Hayden Blackman, who made The Force Unleashed oh. and some other games, obviously. Originally, it was going to be Rod Ferguson that ran that studio. And oh, he left really? it to join the cool. Black Tusk, turn into the Coalition. Oh wow! Um, Which is why it's especially funny that Gears and Mafia are launching at the same time. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Overall, at least to get early impressions of the story, it's just like it seems really, really, good. really, really cool. Like it's well acted, it's well written. 
Um, it's it's dealing with difficult subject matter. Yeah, that's why I, I can't comment on a lot of that because I am a very privileged white person. I mean, you can say how it makes you feel. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, I mean it's fucked up, and it's like, and it's like the, <laughs> they addressed it in like some very critical ways. I, I, again, I, I I'm not well versed enough. I think to does make, it make feel comments. like sort of played straight, or is it like? Uh, like Quentin Tarantino or like Oliver Stone sort of like over the top racism at points. It feels like that, but that's, I think rarer than the actual, like it feeling grounded and like, like the sort of pedestrian racism. Yeah. Where like the early on thing is there. Basically, the first hour of the game is like framed around uh, like flashbacks around you robbing this bank, which I actually really, I actually really like. Um, and then one of the characters says, "Well, uh, like they're dressed, they're like breaking in, and they're dressed up as guards." And he's like, "Hey, if they start saying some stuff, I'm gonna join in just because it like it'll help me fit in." And it's just and it deals with that where it's just like like this is a character who he knows and respects. Yeah, I mean. And, uh that that seems real that's real talk to me like yeah. my dad grew up next to this guy our house and and his name was lucky and from oklahoma like total redneck mm. and i remember my dad would help him out with his car and they would always sit there and shoot the shit and drink beers and then one day like he was it was like really hot and lucky took off his shirt and he had all these ss tattoos and shit Holy shit! Yeah. my dad was like what's all that about because that's kind of fucked up mm-hmm. and he was like oh you know i was in prison and I did what I had to. Yeah. And he's like, but I don't. He's like, that's not me. That's like, he's like, I'm besties with you and the other Mexican guy next door because that shit doesn't matter to me. That was just like a shitty time. Yeah. So it's just like, that totally resonates with me where people are like, I'm going to do this because I'm trying to survive, basically. Yeah. Or, you know, as shitty as it is. So you're only a couple of hours in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I think it, it's not the prettiest game like there's a that, that game has a lot of like pop in and what are you playing it on xbox one um and the i think the textures aren't super great like i think the character models can look can can look really good sure the ones that are like speaking roles the yeah. heroes yeah. yeah yeah um but i just sometimes like it, it doesn't fit the rest, the rest of the world where it like it's fog, it's uh you gotta draw distance and it's like all fogged up and then it's, like, things are occasionally popping in Mm-hmm. And it's fun, fun to drive the cars, and it, like the, it, they nail the error really well. How's the soundtrack? It's fucking awesome! I I love like it's Stones and um, uh, Jimi Hendrix and like all that stuff from there. Sort of predictable, but good. Yeah, but like, I that's what I want. Like I just want it. That's what I want to hear because it's what I grew up yeah. on. And you know, pop music was pop music. Yeah. Yes, but there's a lot of stuff from that era that was pop music at the time and popular that is not sort of survived to, to live on in the zeitgeist the way yeah. that other stuff has. Yeah, but if um, I was making a game for a bunch of 20-year-olds, I'd probably put stuff in there that they still play on the radio. I think that you can do stuff that sounds good that isn't obvious. Like That's one of the things that Quentin Tarantino has always been good at. And it does that. It's like that, that. It's not always the stuff that I know that people who just listen to, like, oh, I like the Rolling Stones. It's like it go, veers off into stuff that like my dad... We'll get into deep cuts, and, and he and I will like sit there and listen to. I, it's such a convoluted shit, though, because some of it might come down to like who they have good relationships with, and yeah. some of those. Oh, there's all like, sorts of politics. Impossible to get the rights to, and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it deals a little bit with the character's PTSD in the beginning of the game, um, which th- he <laughs> basically 
like he has an episode and goes, "What the fuck?" And that that's kind of his reaction to it. Because no one knows what PTSD yeah, is. He didn't know what it is. Yeah. So, do you think that you're going to keep playing? Like, is this a game that you you're going to finish, or I'm going to hit put a point a, I'm and gonna, stop? I'm going to put probably like five more hours in. To see, to see, to be clear, you did not pay for this. I did not pay for this. I just always think that that's an interesting thing because sometimes I feel like when you didn't pay for it, you're less inclined to put more time to. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean. I don't it's know. It's true. I think for us, like, it's much more about time than money. Oh, 100%. For the three of us, like, yeah. I know that, Matt, your, your situation can be more complicated, but... No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... I, I, I'm enjoying it overall, but I, I have to decide if I want to put that 40 hours in, because there's a million other things that are out right now that are, will be out in the next two weeks that I want to spend time on. Uh, you played some Gears? Or you... I, I am most of the way through Gears. Like, um, I think... At, we were, we were looking at Act 5 today. That was Act 4. Act 4. So I'm, I'm right before Act 4. Um, which is still, like, you've still got quite a bit yeah. left of that game. And where are you, Anthony? Oh, tail end of Chapter 3, about to start Chapter 4. And, Matt, have you played it at all yet? $60. <laughs> I might be able to help with that. Which I think is, like, uh, my Gears experiences in the past would imply to me that it is totally worth it. What do you guys think? Uh, it's I think a it's a good Gears game. Extremely complete package. Yep. Mm. It's a good Gears game. I feel like the parts that I've played, some of it definitely, it's like, they walk a really tough line as a studio that's like, it's our first Gears game. Yeah. And it's like, it's just like when they took over Halo, right? Yeah. And Halo 4 came out, that it's like they're walking a tough line of, how much can we make different and how much do we really need to be like, it's still Gears and it's definitely yeah. still Gears. No, like, it's interesting because I, I do want to play it and like, so, you know, like I, I did the thing that like I hardly ever do with games is I went online and I looked at reviews and stuff thanks. To, to see to see what people were doing. I, I think that Gears is interesting in that, uh, I, I'm sorry, Matt, I didn't mean to interrupt Oh, well, actually, I was just going to say that like, you know, the, it sounds like, you know, some of the review stuff that I saw, like the Feminist Frequency video review of it talked about how like it started out as though they were really interested in like pushing things in the universe and that kind of stuff and then the game sort of ends up just being uh you know a a slog through ruins and uh you know you're fighting the locust again and it feels a lot the samey like still really good but a lot the samey Whereas, like, the beginning felt like it was trying to push something. It's interesting because it goes through areas that the series has never explored before. It sort of, yeah. like, touches on uh, the Pendulum Wars mm-hmm. era stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of exploration of that history, even right at the beginning of the game. Yeah, I would say yeah. it feels a lot to me like uh, Star Wars Episode Seven, <laughs> In the <laughs> sense that I'm like, ah, it's cool. It's new characters in a new universe. Oh, but... I know. That I'm familiar with this. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> what I was going to say when I interrupted Matt, because I'm a terrible person, uh, is that <laughs> where, whereas Halo 4 like tried to sort of reboot the series and go in a different direction, like yeah. Gears 4 reboots the series, but seems content to largely go in the same direction. Yeah. But also, from a storytelling perspective, the writing is much more consistent and in direction and tone than I think Halo 4 or 5 were. and. Mm it benefits from that in that it doesn't feel like big parts were cut that like massive things were changed near the end to ship the game on time. And Mm -hmm. it's one of the few games I've actually played in a long time where finishing it, it doesn't feel like 
there's big plot holes or like jumping from one thing to another. It feels like there's stuff there. There's like threads that they lay down that they never pick back up again. And that's frustrating. Sure. I do think that this is like one of the more, and I mean this in the best way, like a sort of campier gears than some of the past. Oh, it's more uncharted. Cause two and three was, got yeah. kind of like heavy and weird points. Oh, they got two, yeah. Yeah. And, super and, heavy and, this and one, dark. This yeah. one feels, oh. this one feels a lot like yeah. you, you say uncharted. I was going to say Nana Jones. Like it's just like, <laughs> it's like a romp and yes, there are sad moments and stuff like that, but it's really about, you know, punching the guys in the face and getting I mean, on the adventure. The biggest difference <laughs> is like the main <laughs> character, right? Because JD is, is way more Nathan Drake than he is Marcus. Totally. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. for sure. Um, which in a way makes him less memorable because Marcus was a distinctive gruff character, even like from an era where there were lots of gruff shooter characters. I feel like Marcus had a personality that was sort of distinct from the, yeah, I don't, well, the voice acting was so unique. The, I don't with think, the assholes of other shooters. Yeah. I don't think any of the main cast of the younger people in gears are very likable or memorable. I, mm. I find all of them to be kind of, eh, they're oh, fine. I like all of them. Mm. I think I think they're I like that like that one dude from Bones that does the voice of uh what's his face like Dell Dell like I forget his name but yeah I like I was like he's fine but he's no <laughs> Coltrane like they've, got, uh, they've it, got a lot of good lines and and a good rapport but there's there the rapport is not as good as the original Gears of War there's not That's enough like capital huh. C there's not as much capital C character yes. they character yeah, and character moment like, like there's like, no Baird there's yeah. no exactly hole. That's what I mean they're interesting but they're not making jokes to each other over the radio and stuff as much you know it's it, i just busting each other's balls their chemistry yeah. is not mm-hmm. quite the same but it i guess it kind of makes sense because they all haven't known each other that long mm-hmm. right? uh, it, it's, it's implied that they've known each other for a couple months no, it, well not, Del the, not and jd girl. are like childhood yeah, friends. exactly yes. but not the girl she's like kind of new to them i and it's suggested that her and jd are together but it's yeah. not which i actually clear. like a lot i i like it that it's implied that it's like well, we're not dealing with this right now it's like not we're not dealing with our relationship we're dealing with i just find all the older mm-hmm. gears more interesting in general like every time they introduce an older gear and stuff i'm like oh they have like a weird history that's more interesting to me uh, it has one of my favorite goddamn character moments in, in the game in recent memory what, what's a goddamn character moment the tomatoes uh, uh, no yeah. i mean like what Marcus's is a goddamn character moment favorite oh just i didn't goddamn it. which like, is a reference uh, to gears yeah. three uh i just i had favorite character moment uh, like marcus uh, complains about his tomatoes <laughs> which is like dom complained about his tomatoes in gears three because <laughs> he was the one that was like raising produce on the deck of that ship oh right yeah yeah okay because he didn't want to fight anymore after the second one yeah. uh-huh. i mean there's little nods they make too like you, you never see it at least in far as i'm game you never see a carmine carmine like no uh-huh. yeah, you do oh you do because yeah. I know they mention him at the one base all the time. Like, oh, Carman's on the turret. He's doing good. But they never, like, they didn't show him. They just kept on saying his name. Oh, and I was like, oh, show, he's the only uh, outsider or whatever with a helmet. Oh. <laughs> and, and also, is it a lady? In this one, I don't, Carmine. I don't remember. I think I think I think it is a female Carmine. They killed all the bros, and all they had was a sister. <laughs> um, I think that the family themes are pretty good. Yeah, um, that stuff is strong. I I really liked Reyna. Uh, a lot. Reyna is fucking the, badass. The mother. Uh, Ma, uh, Kate's mom. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's only there for like 40 minutes, though. Like, she was there and gone again. I used I her know. exclusively when I was playing multiplayer. Oh, her hmm. character model is cool. I'm just saying her as a character, you don't really get to learn much about her hmm. before she's gone. Um, hmm. But uh-huh. uh, but how are you feeling, like, about two-thirds of the way through, it seems like? It's fun. You know, there are certain parts of it I felt, like, was interesting. Like, they've shown it if you watched any videos and stuff that there's, like, a motorcycle part. And I was like, eh, that's kind of not a very strong point like vehicles mm. have never been a strong point but in it's gears. not frustrating it's not i still think the best mo- vehicle part of any gears was the elephant stuff in two was that two that had the elephant stuff when you were defending that when you were on the elephant it was making its way to yeah, the drills yeah yeah that was still like the best I could see that. stuff 
um, that Gears has done, you know, but I just feel like vehicles have never been their strong point and still not. But it is a good, I guess, if you're looking like at our checkpoint bullet list of <laughs> like pacing moments, it is a different uh, it plays to it. extremely well. God, yeah, it feels good. It, yeah, there's a couple of checkpoints in this game that are still kicking the balls that I've experienced. I've been playing it on the slightly harder difficulty. And mm-hmm. so like, hardcore is hardcore, probably yeah. the way to play it. So that that can definitely still be kicking the balls. Mm-hmm. I'll say it's you know one cool factor about it is I've been playing it on my uh, on my razor blade yeah. that I have. On your see. Yeah, yeah. And it was interesting playing it on that because I was playing it and then I was like, why is Dell janking out so hard? And I was like, wait. Because Mitch joined my game, <laughs> and he played, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I didn't even realize the Xbox One Mitch could play with me. Yeah, they can do everything together except match made multiplayer. I didn't know that. I That's thought it so was great. that they were in their separate worlds, but you could yeah. you could play it on both. Yeah, and it's cross save. But I yep. didn't know that Mitch could play with me. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's the only way I figured that out because I didn't have a headset or anything on my PC, and I was like, "Why is that NPC all of a sudden freaking the fuck out?" And it was because <laughs> Mitch was just freaking out. So Mitch was mitching it up. Um, yeah, we uh, we. we we played uh, Mitch and I with a couple people on PC in horde mode, and it were uh, voice chat doesn't work super well. Wasn't sure. it oh, really? Sean specifically that was having voice Sean problems? Okay, so yeah, yeah, I mean maybe if you Skype or something, I don't know. Yeah, that's exactly what we. I did. wonder if they. I wonder if Sean's got stuff fucked up because he's in Canada, and Nick uses VPN stuff to try to unlock things early Dumb. all the well, time. Yeah. I, well, because it was after it was after this. Well, maybe it was, but yeah. I wonder if it's a NAT thing too. Like, yeah. But yeah, I mean it's it's cool that it allows that. And on PC, yeah. like I didn't experience any performance issues, you know. And How much have, RAM does your video card have on the the laptop? Six gigs of RAM. Yeah, I think. The, or the video card. Six gigs of RAM. Six gigs, really? Yeah. When did you get that laptop? I got it like less than six months ago. Yeah, that's wow. that's the thing. Like that is a game that demands video RAM. Yeah, no, my, my I play it at 1080, and at 1080 I get 60 frames a second. So, do you have everything like maxed out? I have most things maxed out. Some draw distance stuff I bring back a little bit, right. just mm-hmm. because in gears I feel like you never need that crazy draw distance. They do a pretty good job of keeping it. Like most hallways are like the range of your gun. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? So yeah. the benchmarking tool for that game is pretty fun. It is pretty impressive. cool. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's how I did my benchmarking because I would just do it and then it'd show you all kinds like, of crazy things. I've never explosions. seen anything huh. that involved. Like it shows you frame time for every component of your PC. It's yeah. like this is oh, exactly this is how, what's limiting you. Yeah. Or not just that, but like that's great. Right now you could maybe actually bump your settings up because a frame uh for sixty frames per second takes sixteen point five milliseconds. So if the GPU is doing a frame faster than that, then maybe you can bump up the settings yeah huh. Fuck. wow nice um yeah the dumb razor blade i got is like nicer than my desktop at this point <laughs> so, i just um, occasionally use it but it was also the only reason i actually played on that was because i didn't have windows 10 on my desktop at home right mm, for yeah and it does require a windows 10 anniversary update because that's what uh, updates the store and everything i do have windows 10 now though so mm-hmm. just if you're wondering they say the windows update is no longer free but you can still get it for free <laughs> yeah you were saying Did that you last ask week them no, you literally just type, how can I still get Windows 10 for free into Google? And it'll say, oh, Microsoft is still offering Windows 10 for free if you're like one of our users who needs to use our like uh, features to help you because you have a disability. And But it doesn't check anything. It just says, you just click. And yes. your disability is that you were too stupid to upgrade when it was free. <laughs> so, this was something I read about on CNET. CNET was like, here's how you can still get Windows 10 for free. And I was like, all right. This guy's disability is he has no scruples. Yeah. So, uh, you don't get a placard for it, but we'll give you a free upgrade. It's cool. And I do like that they brought Horde mode into the campaign. 
Like, I have mixed emotions about that. I mean, I if you're going to have like a holdout ever... spot in a game, at least it's kind of like introducing you to those mechanics, you know? But it does mean that you have to wait. I don't I I feel like Gears does hold out better than most games, but it's still frustrating. Holdout moments still frustrate me. Yeah. Um, and also, it never really gives you that many points. It doesn't give you enough to really set up cr- like crazy defenses. Yeah, you can set up. It's definitely not like a... God, what was that game we were obsessed with for a while, James? You, like your characters could set up barricades and turrets and blah, 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 blah. Oh, come on. Oh, uh, uh, Orcs Must Die? <laughs> no, it was the other one that we'd four-player all the time. Oh, oh, um... Shit. Yeah, I can't think of it either. I don't know that game. Memory's hard. It's a... It's, it's like you're wizards? A wizard, a knight, a Shaolin monk-looking guy, and an archer girl. Huh. And they made a second one of it. The, se- the first one blew up. It was a huge Dun- Xbox Live Dungeon- game. Dungeon Defenders. Ah, Dungeon, uh, Dungeon yes, Defenders. That game was like a huge game. Yeah. Like, uh, but yeah, it's a, it has a little bit of that Dungeon Defenders vibe, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool for Gears. Because, you know, in previous Horde modes, you could you could always hold out, but you couldn't necessarily build shit. Right, exactly. It, was, so. all, it was all about, like, can I go and get the shields and plant them in the right spot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah At the, least in Gears 3. Yeah, the Gears mode just... That we talked about it a lot on the episode that Alana was on, but it, it's so freaking good. <laughs> like, <laughs> what horde? Horde mode? Yeah. yeah. I just. How do you feel about the classes? I mean, oh, they have classes now. Yeah. You it, <laughs> you run two engineers, two scouts, and then usually a sniper or heavy. Oh, you don't just. You're mm. not just a class based on the weapons you find, huh? No. It, yeah. You, Interesting. You, you like level them up. Like, I don't. Like I mean, the, like the heavy does can do extra damage with heavy weapons like with like explosive mm-hmm. weapons and the soldier can do more damage with with the lancer and, and, and like sniper but do they, they start with different guns too is yes that- everybody every class starts with different guns but you can buy whatever weapon you want from the fabricator yeah uh or you can pick up a weapon that someone drops mm-hmm. okay um so if you have more money than i do can you buy a weapon and drop it for me theoretically i think you could yeah, but no, but no, no. In it, horde, it, it, it's it, shared resources. Oh, okay. And so like, and the the whole like strategy is that you scouts get they they drop energy, and scouts enemies drop energy when they die. Yes, correct. In, right. In, in scouts mode, get bonuses for picking it up. In right? horde, but can only you, during when the round is active, though. So if you pick right. it up during the 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 time in between, between phase, yeah. you don't get the double. So you, the scouts want to be out and moving around, or you want to like they want to grab it and deposit it. Because you have to deposit it before the next wave, mm. before the the, no, you don't. the buffer. I think you do. No, you don't. Hmm. Because because what you can do is you can save up because there's a card that gives you a twenty percent bonus on top of however much you have. So you actually want to bank about ten thousand. So you get about you get the extra like two thousand. Can you move energy. the fabricator around? Yes. Okay. And nothing will spawn within a certain radius of the fabricator, which is a really good idea. Yeah. Uh, it's good to, for you, like, it, it establishes the idea that, like, you know, the it's random base. spawn mechanics aren't going to happen inside your base, yeah. But, I mean, they'll spawn from literally everywhere else, so <laughs> sure. all bets are off. When you <laughs> fight Horde mode, do you fight robots? You fight everything. Okay. I was going to say, the robots have a good deployment mechanic, which just makes them, like, so you don't need monster closets. They don't so They do not do that in, or emergence in, holes. in multiplayer. Yeah, no. in Horde, they just come from, like, off the screen. Okay, sorry, in Horde, yeah. Oh, interesting. I thought they would have done the airdrops. No, no, they just they walk in. I do, yeah, I do like the, I do like the like the balls that just like like, like dunk, and go dunk. smashing through yeah. everything and stuff. Yeah, that's um, a, that's we should weapon. try to play some horde soon once I have time. Um, you should live stream it so I can watch. Uh, or I could just see if I can hook you up. I finished Banner Saga two. That or game's you can real hook me sad. Up. 
Oh, it, uh, it makes you real sad because because it's over. It ends on a cliffhanger. Like it, the last uh, one did, right? Yeah. Well, the first one had a conclusion. You mm-hmm. like defeated this one guy. It cost you dearly, and it ends real sad. Right. You said that last week. And the yeah. Second one. The second one picks up basically right where it leaves but, off. Okay. So here's something I didn't know because I went to hit new game on the second one. Mm. Is that uh, I thought that the guy that you played as always lived, but I didn't know that at the end of the first one. He could obviously not live because you can play through the second game as his daughter, who in my game was dead. Oh, wow. So it has, there is like two versions of the oh, campaign. Huh. Are the person who reviewed it for us definitely played as the daughter? Yeah, I played as the guy. Oh, wow. I, I didn't know the daughter of my game is what died. So I'm always dealing with my daughter's death and stuff. Oh, so you, so you played as the guy because he survived from the first game? Yes. Oh, and I'm saying that's it, it really had it been the other way around. The girl could have lived and then you would have had her as like your main, like, Decider. So are you saying like she would be your your main character if you just played from scratch? If you played from scratch, you could pick. It allows you to pick who oh, you want to okay. play as. Which is why when I saw that, I was like, oh, I didn't even know there was the option to play as a girl. Because yeah. for me, it didn't give it to me because she was dead. Right. So, <laughs> right. And yeah, wow. that game that game's really good, but it ends on a cliffhanger. So I was like, oh, I guess they're banking on the fact. It's just interesting to me because I was like, okay, the first one ended. And the first one has like pretty big conclusion, yeah. But it does kind of have a little bit like, oh, that's very bad. The second <laughs> one ends, and it's like shit is just even worse. Like each of these games is like a season finale where they live off a big leave off a big cliffhanger. So right. hopefully, it won't take them too long to make three because. And it's like uh, Game of Thrones, where every single thing that happens is worse than the thing that happened before. A hundred percent. You're like, oh, how could things get worse? And like in the second game, you're like, oh, well, one of my favorite guys now has one arm, and his daughter's dead. And just like, okay, so. Yep. Yeah, it's, it, that game's really, really great. Like, that studio's doing it right. If, nice. Man, if you're looking for something to play on your iPad, that is, like, a superb iPad Will you game. play it again now that you're done playing it? I'd probably go back and play one and let the guy die so that I could try as the girl. And just well, can't you just try a new ga- start a new game? Totally, but then start? there were also some characters that carried over from the first game that I lost that I could potentially uh, have to. Gotcha. You know what I need to play hmm. is Hitman. Because yes, because the, yes, cause the Colorado like, episode came out and yes. the finale is on Halloween. Is it Japan, yeah, yeah. The Colorado yeah. one is like the smallest map they've done yet, but it's like super dense, hmm. super duper duper dense. Like what's, four targets to kill. What's wow. weird to me though is that Tokyo is, or I think it's Tokyo. It's, it's Japan. Japan. It's Japan. Yeah, uh, is it's the Hokkaido, final episode right? of season one, which means that the game is only six chapters. Hmm. Which is really short for a Hitman game. Like six levels is super short. Yeah, for but they game. they had they've packed more gameplay into those levels than they have I, in previous. Hitmans. I feel like Blood Money is at least twice the size and maybe longer. Um, and I don't know. I don't. I don't. I just. Oh. Yeah, I guess you know the elusive targets and all that. If you've been keeping up, with yeah, those. but that's not the same. It's not the same as like a fully fleshed out new scenario with a level built around it. It'd be cool. True. If, like the elusive targets, you only get one chance to do them, right? That's the yep. whole thing. It'd be cool if there was at, like at the end of the season, they let you run those or something again. It sucks. I that, mean, maybe they will. They it sucks that that's like content the that they can microtransaction them. They always do the what I can't play them. So I haven't done any, <laughs> which is a bummer because I remember being really excited about it, but they just give absolutely no notice instead of like actually letting people know when it's going. And yeah. two days is well, not Well, do you follow time. Hitman yeah. on Twitter, Arthur? I get emails about it. <laughs> I only did one. Like, I get emails before it tweets, but it's still not enough yeah. time. And I missed Gary Busey. Yeah. 
I watched someone do the Gary Busey one. That's the first time anyone said that in a really long time, Matt. (laughs) The Gary Busey one was pretty interesting. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing how they wrap it up. Yeah. The... um, I need to like replay the cinematics or something because it's it was because the story is completely the fucking story is like yeah it's super fucking what the hell who's doing what to who for how many cookies I don't get this lots of cookies yeah yeah the the overall story of all the Hitman games I've always just kind of been like I don't really care it's like I, the individual hits but I yeah I see I don't I disagree like I really liked first of all Hitman Two had a cool story Hitman Two had a great um, story well Blood because, Money's like, was fine Blood Money's yeah was great. Because it's a conspiracy that doesn't seem like it matters. It's just like flavor text mm-hmm. that suddenly takes over the game, which is cool. I don't remember that. Uh, the Last albino trying to assassinate the president and like the government dude that's trying to find you. Yeah. I well, know that I have played this game. So I know you have because you did game. The memorable parts right, of it, though, were the are just the individual missions, like but Blood Money. Just yeah. the conspiracy tries to kill you in a couple places, like in the mansion, the Playboy Mansion. Like the girl that tries to kill you in the room is like one of the assassins from the competing organization. Right. That's right. And then the Heaven and Hell level, the singer that tries to kill you is from right. the same group, and the dude mm-hmm. that you have to kill there is from the same group. And I think that the other main target in that level is there. Mm. And then the the albino in the next level is also working with that organization. Yeah, I forget. I I totally don't remember the albino thing at all. I don't know um, why. That's like a running thing from the Hitman games. I think like Hitman Two has like a squad of albino assassins, which are like based on the same program that created 47 and his clones but like inferior which is why they're albinos (laughs) i think i could be wrong and i'm sure someone will email and correct us if i am but according to the lore book of i'm glad we don't have a correction section (laughs) because we can just say whatever the fuck we want (laughs) i mean i don't mind when people like when we say something blatantly incorrect and yeah yeah, one of the giant bombs podcast specifically has a weekly correction section where they correct things from the previous week yeah they correct things. that sounds like a beast cast (laughs) every (laughs) week and it'll be like "Ah, when you guys were talking about welding and you know it's just like (laughs) we get that like when we were talking about world war one planes and how the machine gun works yeah yeah that was a cool email though because i learned something Hmm. it was like this is that one i did not basically like we said that uh i think we're talking about interrupting gear yeah yeah it's that like the trigger can't be pulled when it would fire into the propeller it's pretty cool yeah um so speaking of world war one uh the game i was playing last week in los angeles was battlefield one uh bum 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 that game is really fucking good. Bum, 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 yeah. bum. I haven't played all of it yet. Uh, I can't talk about all that I played, but I played all of the multiplayer uh, and three of the seven story missions, uh, only two of which I can talk about. Well, as far as the multiplayer goes, is uh, are there any modes that you thought were particularly good outside the one that they've shown? I mean, uh, let me see what is in this trial because so basically everything i can talk about is in is in the ea access trial that started yesterday that was gotcha. supposed to start today but right when EA doesn't have their yeah. shit together <laughs> um, well the uh is the game as beautiful as the videos would make it seem i mean you know the answer to that because <laughs> you watched me playing i it. did i did watch you playing and like holy shit that game looks good 
Oh my god. It's one of those things like when you're a kid, it's like, man, imagine when games look real. Yeah, it's good. it's getting that to the uncanny uncanny valley place. Yeah. Like we were and we were I know we say that, but in 10 years, I wonder if we'll be like, what? No, I mean, like, that's the thing is that, like, the what people have gotten really good at is uh, it still being obviously CG, but, you know, like, not everything is super photorealistic textures and everything is stylized just a touch to make it, like, fit and be super self-consistent while being completely enjoyable. There's a sense of visual coherency and a unified sort of picture aesthetic. Yeah, and they've done a really good job with that. And it's it's like the, uh, you know, it's on a totally different wavelength, but Final Fantasy, you know, cutscenes and stuff have always been really good with that. But World of Warcraft, you know, they're always really good at that. And Battlefield is really good. The Battlefield 1 stuff that we saw is you know like those cinematics it's but true. in real time format so as far yeah. as multiplayer stuff goes and modes like there are modes that i can't talk about yet including one that's truly ridiculous <laughs> uh but the one the sort of new marquee mode is operations um and what operations is is it takes these real world scenarios from world war one like specific campaigns like attacks okay. uh, and fits those into the game and it's sort of a combination of rush and conquest in that the attackers need to take two points on a map and if they do then the defenders need to fall back to the next point and then the next point but Mm. uh if the defenders Hold. uh, hold and exhaust the tickets the the sort of battalion strength of the attackers then the attackers have to regroup and try again uh, and on the second attempt, they might be reinforced by like a zeppelin. Uh, or, sh- or I thought like it was going to be like a back and forth. Like then the defenders no. become the attackers. No. Defenders are defenders, and attackers are attackers. I think with the net, like once the full thing is over, then it might switch. Uh, but there is a very specific narrative conceit to it, and there's like narrative introductions to each of these, like explaining the sort of historical context and who's fighting and why. Hmm. Um, like you have the Ottomans versus the the Bedouins or whatever. Um, so it, it's this really interesting conceit and it also takes the rush concept and unbreaks it a little bit because I feel like increasingly over the course of battlefield games, rush has been a broken game mode because it's just too easy for one side to go crazy and take the points and the other side be unable to, to break that defense mm-hmm. or disarm the bombs yeah. on the rush points like it's just too easy to entrench into those things and once they're in there's no way to dislodge them <laughs> or there is a high percentage of situations where it is impossible to break them um whereas in this it's conquest rules so you just need more people on that point to take it and if you've got as many people as they do in that point then it pauses like it's contested oh yeah um, okay and if the attackers take both objectives you as defenders have a very small window of time to try to take those points back so it enables a back and forth and lack of stalemate that rush does not feel like it adds um and that that sort of allows the good parts of rush the sort of continually evolving map and like the falling back and all that to exist without the sort of problems of the rush activation dynamic Hmm. um 
There is like a new wrinkle to rush, which is that defending teams can use those radio stations at their rush points to call in artillery strikes. Um, hmm. But it's do, still or do they the artillery strikes have friendly fire? No, I don't think so. I mean, yeah. I could be wrong. It sounds a lot like Battlefront in that sense. Uh, I'm sure that it's like taken directly from Battlefront. Um, but I still like they're still like oh well they've got a tank so they're just going to destroy the building that's around <laughs> the the activation point. Yeah. Right. Cool. They get tanks and defenders don't. Yeah. Well, uh, you're so su- you're supposed to use, you know, like uh rocket launchers and sticky bombs yeah, and stuff but, like that. So the anti-vehicle <laughs> options in this game suck. Yeah, yeah like, it's like dynamite you can throw and run run away. There's dynamite, there's the anti-tank grenades, there's like limited anti-tank uh rifles, but they just don't they're not up to the task of of really destroying anything and the classes that Repair vehicles are not the classes that damage them. That being said, though, a lot mm. of the tanks are tough to kill people with unless you have a, enough crew members. Because a lot of the tanks only have traversals on the sides and stuff like that. But and, every every tank can switch between a machine gun and a primary weapon. Hmm. As or, the driver. Or it has a machine gun. Yeah. As the yeah. driver, you can switch while still driving? Yes. Oh. Um, which... Yeah, it's just frustrating. Because that like, was the thing with other Battlefield games is that, like, you know, if you were a solo driver in a tank and you wanted to man the machine gun, you had to stop driving the tank. You could, no. In Battlefield 3 and 4, you could just switch between a machine gun. No, no, gun I, know, I know, I know. There, but there were ones. other Battlefield oh, games yeah. where, like, you had to do that. Yeah. Um, that hasn't really been a thing since Bad Company 2, but I do wonder if that would help alleviate some of the vehicle problems in this. But, yeah, I mean... I feel like tanks as vehicles aren't as prominent as they were in Battlefield 4 and Battlefield 3, but mm-hmm. they still exist and can be a real fucking problem. Um, <laughs> the only mitigating factor is that if you spawn into a tank, you become a different class. Hmm. Like, there's a pilot hmm. class for both tanks and planes. Oh, right, right, right. And yeah, when you bail it, you have a different loadout. Yeah, you have a different wow. gun. Interesting. Like, yeah. You are hmm. not like hmm. a support or yeah. a medic. And they fucked with the classes again. <laughs> there's no more engineer. Oh. There's assault, medics, supports, and snipers. Which ones can repair the vehicles? Because I've medics now repair vehicles. Okay, so medics are your all. Although I heal. swear to God, support can pick a can have a wrench tool that they can use to fix vehicles. But by default, medics are the vehicle repair now. Huh. Hmm. All right. And support uh, throws out bullets, ammo, ammo, yeah, and also have like the mounted, the sort of semi-mounted machine guns that the medics used to have. Uh, And meanwhile, assault are the characters that have the tank damaging weapons. Interesting. That's one way of putting it. Yeah. (laughs) I don't like that they've removed the engineer class from the equation. I Mm -hmm. think that support is not the same as engineers were. I feel like engineers were a really valuable class. And now it can be really hard to get someone to pick the kind of class you need to deal with things. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I can understand them wanting to put like... Um, available options in fewer classes so that it wasn't like if you don't have an engineer on your team you're just totally fucked whenever uh, any kind of vehicle rolls in yeah how do you feel about them with those objective names being all dumb and Britishified? apples and butters <laughs> yeah objective butter and you're like what duff <laughs> it's fine it's delta fine. i mean and so it sounds like i'm complaining about the game and there are complaints to be made like the sniper situation is still fucked mm-hmm. like especially on rush i think the snipers in that game are way too fucking powerful mm-hmm. uh they're still shitty about unobstructed fields of fire there are way too many ways for snipers to excel in that game 
and because pistols are so fucking strong in Battlefield and pistols still own in yeah. Battlefield 1. Because uh-huh. uh, a lot of the pistols that you saw throughout the Battlefield games are basically the same semi-automatics that were in the World War One theater like yeah. the 1911 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, there's Snipers only suck medium range. If they're mm. far away, they're better than you. And if they're up close and they have a pistol one on one, they can still kill you. Right? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, p- pistols and battlefields have always been really good. I mean, it also it always feels good to like, oh, I mow down a dude. Oh, I mow down another dude. I did another dude. Oh shit, my clip's empty. Here's another guy. Pistol. Yeah. And yeah. feeling like a total badass, yep. like just and then dropping your main weapon on the other side of the map. Oh. <laughs> uh, and that still works. Uh, but from a weapon balance perspective, from a map design perspective, from a class interaction standpoint, and just the way the weapons feel, it is my favorite Battlefield game since Bad Company 2. Wow. Um, Damn, girl. And it feels a lot like Bad Company 2, in part because structures are more destructible than they have mm-hmm. been yes, since Battlefield 2. Yes, I noticed 2. that, yeah. yeah. Uh, They're still not, like, fully destructible, right? Uh, they- a lot are. Hmm. We saw that church get blown to hell. Yeah, um, that's right. We did see that church get blown to hell. They don't collapse quite the same way they did in bad company too where yeah. it's like oh fuck everything's groaning Better get, out <laughs> get, get out of the building <laughs> uh but they you can definitely knock down a lot of them uh also right. i feel like the gimmicks from battlefield 4 have been removed there's no not really any more levolution uh-huh like there are weather effects but you can't wreck something on a map and cause the whole map to change and it's not <laughs> right. like oh cool this whole fucking thing is flooded now now i get to swim everywhere levolution <laughs> Just, yeah, it, I mean that, the evolution stuff was a it was a very interesting idea if poorly executed. It, it's like in in moving away from the modern shooter, mm-hmm. uh, they've sort of avoided their need to constantly compare themselves to Call of Duty. Yeah, uh, and also they don't need a gimmick to stand out. Yeah, like like evolution because the conceit of the game is their gimmick. Right, like that World it's World War One. That there yeah. are horses that you fucking ride. Uh huh. Like that is their. Did gimmick. you uh, did you fly any biplanes? Uh, I did, and I didn't do it well. I don't fly planes and helicopters in those in that series. Mm. Well, I'm just I always not try. That guy. I, I love flying in those games, or at least I used to. Um, Back when I was good at it. So it's I like talking strictly about what's in the trial mm-hmm. uh, is domination, rush, uh, conquest, and operations, and that is enough to get a pretty good idea of what that game does and it does it extremely well nice um when's that game out for early enlisters it's available next friday jesus what everything is coming out right now 80 or 100 dollar version of that game that gives you three or four days maybe five days early access wow so you can walk Actually, in. So you can, so you can walk in day one with all your uh with all your weapons Wait, locked. Yeah. No, it's available for everyone next Friday. It's a Friday release date. Jesus, really? And then for early enlisters, I think you can play next Tuesday or Wednesday, which is why it came out on EA Access this week instead of next week. God, that blows my mind. Yeah, it's out extremely soon. There's way too many games. Um, there's the gears. There's. Yeah. Uh, I still haven't fucking played Nuka World. For Fallout Four, yeah, that'll probably happen for me in December. Or yeah, I'm gonna have probably gonna have to wait till holidays for that one. Damn it! Uh, <laughs> but Civ Six coming out. The, the multiplayer 21st. is is very good, and it's not as fucked dynamically as I worried that it might be playing the alpha. Yeah, yeah that's good. I'm um, glad to hear that. 
And the campaign has sort of been the big question mark. Yes. Like, because they have <laughs> A gnarly question mark, because they don't show it. Yeah, like, they showed the trailer. And, the, and Battlefield campaigns haven't exactly like, been great for a while. Yeah, yeah, the launch trailer, or, like, the announcement trailer was mostly campaign stuff. Yeah. Like, that's all stuff from the campaign. Um, like, the dude screaming and the loading the tank shells and shit. Like, that's all from the campaign. Um, Has it been so far? Well, so the thing is that they've never showed it. Right. Ever. Like they didn't show it at E3, they didn't show it at the event, they did, they've never showed it, and so I I was worried because like Anthony said, there hasn't been a good Battlefield campaign in a while. <laughs> no, Hardline was okay. Hardline was the best campaign in that series mm. by a lot. I didn't even play Hardline, um, but that's yeah. a low bar. I mean, I think it's mm-hmm. worth playing. It does interesting stuff, and it's like the only Battlefield where you can play it and not kill anybody mm-hmm. uh, or kill very very few people. Mm-hmm. Um, the campaign so far is really really good nice like surprisingly good it may be it having only played a small fraction of it it is sitting next to doom as like my biggest surprise this year wow um it uh they they have a really good conceit which is to not have one central main character throughout the narrative <laughs> right just one guy that happens to it um, happens to be in every more, theater ca- of more war. call of duty yeah, yeah. Old call of duty where you did the brit part thing. yeah and that's uh-huh. it, it actually reminds me quite a bit of call of duty 2 in that regard that they're like it takes place across theaters you do a couple of yeah micro campaigns um Except instead of that, it goes a step further, which is that there's a prologue campaign and five war stories or a a prologue chapter and five war stories. Um, And each war story is a different character in a different part of the war. Yeah, I think it's interesting just because a lot of people like I knew that this game was not going to be what people thought it was going to be in the sense that like it definitely did not end up being a game about the Harlem uh, guys, Hellfighters. You know? yeah, uh, yeah. Like, I and I think that they're going to be in the game, but I don't know where. Right, but my point is, um, is that I think the illusion a lot of people got when they first showed the first trailer was like, "Oh, this, that dude that's this, on the cover of the game." Yeah, and it's like it's not. Um, no, the first chapter is a British tank driver. Uh, the second chapter is a British uh, fighter pilot. The third chapter is a Italian stormtrooper. I think. Uh, the fourth is a Australian runner on in Gallipoli. Uh, sad. Um, mm. That's going to not end well. The fifth chapter <laughs> yeah. is a female Bedouin resistance fighter with oh. Lawrence of Arabia. Whoa. Huh. Which is pretty fucking cool. That sounds pretty fucking cool. I haven't played it, but I the didn't concept know, yeah. is pretty cool. I didn't yeah. know there was any female Bedouin fighters. There was a really cool Serbian girl that could have made you. That would have been also been really cool. She was like a badass, and then they found out she was a woman. And they were like, well, we should kick her out because she's a woman. But they're like, but she has all these honors. She's like a war hero. <laughs> Fuck. Just put her in charge. They just put her in charge. Like, just put, let, let her fight. Um, so the prologue is very interesting. It has a very specific kind of conceit. Uh, and the tone can be very dark. Sure. Um, it is not... It doesn't talk so much about the heroism of one side or over the other. And that's one of the things that I point out in the sort of pre-review thing that I wrote is that it is not a game that goes out of its way to demonize what you're shooting at. Well, yeah, right. in World War One, there was a lot less obvious bad guy. You yeah. Know? And like the, the prologue concludes in a way as if to say, look, like nobody wants to be here. 
Nobody yeah. wants to be doing what they're doing. And like everybody wishes that this would just stop. I mean, there was a ton of people in America that were very pro-German before they ended up sinking some of the ships they sunk. Because there mm-hmm. was such a big German populace here. They were like, oh, we should totally support Germany in the war. Fuck the British. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, And so I, my experience so far is that they the multiple character thing, first of all, allows them to sell... To, to tell much tighter self-contained stories sure. that don't get ripped apart by extended scenes of shooting hundreds of dudes. You're not shooting nearly as much as you would in other shooters. The body count is considerably lower. Uh, the levels are the, the levels I played are varied. Like you're doing lots of different stuff. Uh, and they all seem to have like a hook, like a vehicle hook. Um, that's, there's lots of sneaking that each character is very different in how they play and what they do um, and their motivations. And uh, yeah, like the writing and acting and all that feels very strong so far. And so I'm, I'm really enjoying it, which is, I did not expect battlefield one's campaign to be good. No. Well, why would you expect a battlefield campaign to be good? Yeah. Well, especially because like battlefront came out last year. Yeah. Like, and it's like, when, how are they making this other Battlefield game? Like, I was just like, oh, it's probably been shitted out. Nope. So it's nice to Sounds hear. Sounds like that. it hasn't been. Yeah. Baby James. Yeah. Do you need some caffeine? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> James is like, your head we'll, has hit the mic uh, we'll race, half a couple we'll times. I think we better take, we'll a take a break. Quick break. Uh, yeah. I, it's fucking gorgeous. Like, yeah. no matter what platform it's on, like, the Xbox One version looks incredible. Uh, the PC version looks incredible. It has the best explosions I've ever seen in the game. Dude, the best fire yeah. I've ever seen in the game. Oh my god, incredible! Where it's just like thick black yeah. smoke. Yeah, and like like every time you it, like, I was looking forward to every time like you were like, oh, there's too many of these uh, flame flame troopers. Th- flame troopers. And I was like, yeah, but they blow up great. Yeah, they really do. Uh, it's just interesting. It's interesting in a way that a battlefield game has not been in a long time. That's really um, good. Like the the enemy AI is brain dead, and some of the parts are too hard. Sure. But it's still a lot of fun to play. There's a lot of variety. There's a lot of different concepts. There's stealth and shooting and vehicle stuff, and it seems to try to be teaching people how to play the multiplayer game, which would be nice because if I go to another Battlefield review event where people don't spot, I'm <laughs> gonna hurt someone. <laughs> well, that was the thing that I saw you doing when we were watching you play a little bit of the single player. Was you were doing the spotting because it would put an outline around every enemy that was in which your field is of like you, which is a sort of uh, concession to the stealth gameplay. Uh, like, because okay. you want to spot people, and then you can yeah. see their outlines through things and move yeah. around. But it's like, nice. It, it multiplayer. Works great. One of the things that su- the support class can do that people couldn't do before is they have mortars. Mm. So you can deploy a mortar with a range of like up to 60 or 70 meters mm-hmm. and drop it on things. But it's really only super effective if someone is fucking spotting people on the other team for you uh, to of see. Course. Yeah. Yeah. And so if your team is composed of dipshits that aren't spotting <laughs> anyone, then it really doesn't do any fucking good. Right. <laughs> that sounds lame. I don't know if you've noticed this, but the, but not spotting people in multiplayer games in Battlefield really upsets Arthur. It, it's super frustrating. <laughs> it is such a massively important thing. It's so important. It's been a, ba- that it's been a massively important Battlefield so thing forever. It's so important Dice made it an easy button to reach in yes four. exactly not, not one of the inner buttons yeah it used to be the, the back, back button. button oh yeah. really on bad company two oh and battlefield yeah three and then for battlefield four they're like you know what it's the right bumper now <laughs> it's easy <You laughs> it is the most important thing ever left bumper oh 
<laughs> I guess when you only have one grenade type. Yeah, yeah it makes it a lot bumper. easier. It's a right left bumper. Oh, there, uh, there's mustard gas Ooh. in the game. Yeah, I know. In the beta, you could put on your mask and stuff yeah, all the and time. Yeah, and you still can. Like, And with the mask on, you're safe from the gas, but you can't aim down the sights. And your vision's pretty yeah, limited. Wow. Somewhat. I mean, they just Not they bring bad. in the sides a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's cool. mostly not being able to aim. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not being able to aim would be rough. Yeah. But that said, yeah, I am super. I really, really like what I've played so far. Um, and I'm really excited to try to play through more. Um, yeah. Wow. Well, well I did not expect that coming from the Battlefield campaign. So that's really good to hear. Good um, shit. Uh, I played more WoW. Do you want to take a break? <laughs> No, because I'm, I'm actually not going to do caffeine because it's late enough that I'll I wouldn't sleep and I have to I have a long day tomorrow. All right, we'll talk. Yeah, I know talking will wake me up. Uh, <laughs> uh, I played some more WoW. Yeah, yeah. We, we you know you and I are going to have plans to play together at some yes, point. Yes, I got to level one ten. Yeah, uh, you unlocked world quests. Uh, uh, you guys are done at this point. You so, beat the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I beat WoW. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, now we uh, <laughs> now they turn you into gods, and then you get to summon all of the peasants. <laughs> well, I mean, what is a world quest? World quests are the, there are um, three slots for them, and uh, every there are four per day for, for each fa- like for different factions, uh, or, or if you complete complete them all in like all twelve in one day, then it just sets them up so like you have four for each. Well, day. What's the difference between a world quest and a daily quest? More quests yeah. are the ones that unlock at 110. Uh, you have to hit friendly with every single faction to unlock them. Okay, I haven't hit friendly with every faction yet because I'm still working my quest, my quest line through one of the areas. Uh, Sumar? No, actually two of the areas. Yeah. Stor- Storm, Stormheim? Stormheim, yeah. Stormheim and Suramar I haven't finished yet. So some of them are repeats of older quests, and some of them are like unique quests that uh, they are randomized per day, and you just go out and do them. For what? Why am I still doing quests uh, when I'm 110? Uh, for it's one, two. As opposed to what? <laughs> well, as opposed to you just getting, leveling up and stuff. Like, yeah. yeah. So, so the, the overall conceit we talked about was the weapons. Uh, uh, you're like leveling up your weapon over right. and forth. So it's giving you additional artifact power. Um, you can get gear up to, I think it's uh, item level. Item level is super important, super, impor- super important because you need it for certain levels of, certain like, levels of, dungeons, of rating and, and, yeah. and dungeons. Um up to 835 or above, I think, 840. Okay. Um, and you can get pieces of gear from that. So you don't necessarily have to do uh, be doing heroics. Actually, I think heroics give you a little bit higher, so you should. I'm but sure you don't have to do. be doing dungeons if you don't want to do it that way. You could get a decent amount of gear from doing world quests. Um, <laughs> and they're usually really fun. And then you go back. Um, are they solo? Or yeah. are they so, things? Uh, so there are there are ones that are... are um, are, you can do in groups, okay. Uh, but it, it, notif- it puts the like the little symbol on the map tells you which one is which, and it, okay. and it's not limited per day, so you don't have to do it uh, with group. Like there, there's usually like seven to eight on the map, or um, for that that faction, and there it's a mix of everything. So you're like today, I really wanted to grind out some gear. You could be like, oh, I'm going to choose the one that does that has gear, and even mm. if that one is a one that requires a group. Um, there is a group finder for questing for your zone, and it will just like list everyone who's looking for a group. Oh, and so it does have the the looking for group just for the quest finder. Yeah, just for quest finding. And like, that's cool. And they have that for like world, what they call the world raid bosses. Yeah, like so like you can just join a forty man raid, kill the, kill this boss super fast, and then mm-hmm. bounce out, and you get you can get a pretty decent gear. 
you can do a 40-man raid with randos. Yeah. And it, yeah. And it works. No, it's, well, not, it's 40 man. It's 25 now. I was going to say 25. Even still, yeah. 25. Well, and, and like the, the way that it works is they just make it so that the boss has pretty simple mechanics. Okay. So that it like, because uh, I haven't done, uh, I haven't done the actual world world bosses yet because mm-hmm. like I said I haven't unlocked the world quest because I haven't unlocked friendly with every faction um, but uh, you know it's like at the beginning of Legion we talked about it last week how there's that thing where you have like a 25 man horde raid and a 25 man alliance raid and there's a part where they meet in the middle and they both attack this giant boss and um, it worked really well uh, because the boss was really simple yeah. Like if as long as your tanks were doing tank stuff, and as long as your healers were doing healer stuff, okay. you you just it's not and like as the long as you didn't all of a sudden everyone has to stop attacking right now because right. if you do you insta die exactly. Mm. Oh, and it would do simple things like oh, there's a big purple spot on the ground. Yeah. I probably shouldn't don't stand, stand in, in that. Don't, don't stand in the fire. Yeah, like like for the world bosses, it's pretty simple. Like for the actual raid, it's mm. a little bit more complicated. Yeah, like, I'm like, sure. Uh, and you you can do pickup groups for that. But that's like one of the thing those things that if you fuck up, people will just vote kick you. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, and then I yeah, and then a, a buddy of mine ran me through some of like the more higher level dungeons, and that, it's just really good. Like the mechanics are really fun. Um, playing like demon hunters and it's super fun just because again, like I, I talked about, it's very mobile. Um, and the gear grind feels okay. It feels like I'm. I'm getting one or two things every time I log on. Yeah. I'm like, and, and instead of it being like run a dungeon 10 times and maybe get the one thing exactly. that you want. Yeah. Um, and when we were running, running the, the heroic style, so like the harder version of dungeons, mm-hmm. uh, my buddy got a piece of gear in a drop cause everyone gets their own unique gear. It's not like you're all rolling against each other. Now you all just get your own unique drops from the bosses. Oh really? Yes. That's different. Too. Um, uh, and he got a piece of gear that he was like, well, it's because it, uh, he's playing Druid and I'm playing uh, Demon Hunter who was, wears leather. He's like, I got this piece of leather gear. And rather than it being like locked to your account, he just traded it to me because you can do it for, I think. Yeah, it says yeah. up to like, like as soon as you get it, it says like, you have an hour and 59 minutes yeah. left to trade this to anybody else who killed this character. It's interesting that they don't, that they do the gear for everyone individually mm-hmm. now because that was one of my memories of, for, of doing a dungeon was, you know, you and your friends would always just set it up to you would just probably like if I was playing with friends, we just auto roll. Yeah, and whoever got the green got greens. Yeah. You know, well, you remember like, like when it first started, it was like you had to have somebody who's like the designated looter that would like have to distribute stuff to other people. Yeah, and, you, you, and then they introduced the rolling system, right? And then that yeah. was just nice because it would auto roll and throw it to someone. And then someone, if they were really like, oh, are you going to use that? Yeah, man. and need versus greed <laughs> rolls. Yeah, need yeah. Over greed. Yeah. 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 Um, but overall, man, it's just like it keeps on surprising me where I'm like, I think I'm done. And then I'll, I'll start like someone will tell me about another system I didn't know about. And I'm yeah. like, oh, actually, this is super fun again. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm I'm still having a ton of fun doing like the solo grind stuff and like going through the quests in each of the areas. They're great. Yeah, and, and because of the world quest, it feels good. How much mm-hmm. longer do you think you're going to keep doing it? I mean, like, especially now that so much stuff is about to come out, like, do you think that it's something that has its hooks deep enough into you that there's enough stuff that you know is there that you haven't seen yet that you're going to keep playing? It? Yeah. So, and this also comes with playing with a group of friends, sure. like, people that I know. That makes yeah, all the difference from, in the world. Yeah. For, uh, from our Dota group that, like, yep. that I will probably pay for probably another two months. 
Yeah. I mean, that's what I did. I paid for 60 days up front. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably do that for again. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't keep me in hooks, and if I don't get into the raid, I think then I'll maybe I'll stop. Mm-hmm. But right now there's enough there. And I like, I feel like I'm accomplishing something or, or like I'm having a good social experience with mm-hmm. that game that I'm like, totally. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Yep. Same thing with gears. Like gear, gear, when I was playing horde mode, like that was why. social experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the big thing about it. Like this, like the solo, uh, the solo leveling, solo loot grinder, whatever for a while yeah. is super great. And it, and it has been all along. Um, mm-hmm. but it's the, uh, it's that social experience, which keeps you there for the end game. Yep. And the, uh, so what else have you been playing? That was it. That was uh, it. Tell me about Thumper. I played some. I played oh, Thumper. You, you played oh, okay. Thumper. You played Thumper. I played I Thumper. You played Thumper. Um, that game is very hard. Um, it gets really hard really fast, and then you start getting into it, and like you get these sections where it, you just kick ass at it, and it feels really good, and then you'll die eight times in a row. So, so how I've had it explained to me is Thumper is a one button rhythm game. With- no, no, it's it's a one action at a time rhythm game sort of okay uh so on pc anyway um so if you haven't seen this game or uh, if you haven't looked at videos you're a what looks effectively like a beetle like a metal beetle uh running down this single lane track like there's no moving left or moving right or anything uh and it's has an extremely cool art style. It's very almost psychedelic with like these metal reflectiveness coming at you everywhere. And it has this really simple kind of like driving bass soundtrack to it. Um, it looks like the cover of like an 80s Journey album. It does, yeah. It has almost that like... Like, an ang- like the angry unreleased Journey album? <laughs> just like, I'm just telling you, go look angry at like old like albums from that or Rush and stuff like that and that's kind of the it aesthetic like, of this game yeah it looks like uh it looks like a combination between like uh something that's been airbrushed and uh something that has you know like tron particle effects and yeah. like glowy lights and stuff everywhere it's like right in between there somewhere and has a you know it has a film grain over the whole thing which just totally actually adds to the aesthetic mm-hmm. um so anyway like you're going down this track and you can see the track coming from you from very far away and there's a little bit of like lens distortion on it which makes it come even further away and then like come quicker once it comes towards you and you're moving very very fast and then uh, and it introduces mechanics at you very slowly, right in the beginning anyway. So you'll see like uh, this square of light coming down the track. And right when it gets under your beetle, you hit the space bar to jump. And if you hit it at the right time, then it's like a rhythm game. And it makes a sound and like you've done what you're supposed to do. And then uh, you get to a point at the end of the stages where if you hit a boss battle and you hit the stuff that you're supposed to do enough times in a row, like if you jump three times in a row in this right sequence, then you fire something back at the boss and you hit the boss once. Uh, you, like you, a, a beam of light and a wave of energy goes from you up the up the track away from you and hits the boss. Yeah, so you're, you're not necessarily like doing inputs to shoot. You're doing inputs that have reactions that will, exactly. will have effect other things in the, in the world. Yeah, it's like getting a, uh, it's like getting whatever they call that in Rock Band or Guitar Hero where you hit like the certain number of notes in a row and you charge your power up. Right. Yeah. Only instead of charging your power up, you're just firing something off right yeah. away. And so the, the mechanics that it introduces, so there's the jump. Uh, when you hit a curve, you actually have to like 
jump and hit an arrow key, or they just added a patch earlier this week where you can use the WASDA keys too. So you can jump and hit, you know, uh, W or D or whatever, or you hit left and right. And uh, the, you'll see, like, because a curve will be coming up, and you'll see, like, a wall that'll pop up, and it'll have a glowing, like, red line on it. And yeah. it means that you have to hold the space bar, hold down the keys for as long as you're against the wall. So uh, you'll do, like, you know, jump, and then a curve will come up, and you'll do jump left and then another curve will come up and jump right and then jump twice you know Mm. and then there's another one where it's like hold down the space bar so you can break through these gates and there's another one where it's jump and hold up so you can fly through these higher gates i've seen um, people uh, and fly over fly over some obstacles and stuff i've seen people use the word dread when describing this game do you think that that's appropriate like they get a feeling of dread playing it sometimes because of it feels spookiness and yeah the game is very spooky like this yeah, and like the enemies that you're good, like the bosses, when the bosses come up, the there's some that are just like kind of these abstract, like computer-generated shapes, you know, it looks like you're, again, somewhere in a Tron world fighting some abstract thing, but there's ones that just look like some sort of like whacked out, futuristic, uh, 80s VR style um I don't know, like spider skull, you know, like it's a skull with like all these things coming off of it and all these pieces rotating. That and sounds awesome. I'm telling like mechanical you, skull. Yeah. Everyone should literally go look up Journey cover albums because <laughs> I looked them up while I was sitting here and there's literally one that is a beetle flying into an exploding ball. Like, yeah. I'm like, holy shit. I, mean, I think that someone might've made that comparison. I'm, I'm, it I'm was sure probably did. intentional. And so I was like, we, we saw this game really early on in GDC and we talked to the, talked to the developers and stuff like that. And the, uh, and the game, uh, so going into it, you know, I was thinking that, oh, this is like, kind of like Vib Ribbon, you know, where it's like Vib mm-hmm. Ribbon was like this thing that was deceptively simple and it was a side scroller, but it was essentially the same concept where you have a character, uh, I can't remember the rabbit's name, where you're like walking along a line and then music and then the line would change to like, there would be a square dip in a line or a triangle like mountain in the line. And depending on when the rabbit walked over the square of the triangle, you had to hit certain inputs on your PlayStation 1 controller. And it was a very early rhythm game. Yeah. Um, and its whole conceit was that you could put in your you could load the game and it would fit all in the PlayStation memory. And then you could put in your own music CDs and play your own music. Um, and this game at first kind of was like, oh, this is like that. It's a rhythm game. But this game is... Uh, it only feels right now anyway maybe i'm just not good at it enough but uh it only feels sometimes like a rhythm game like there are times where it's like because when you hit the space bar and you jump over over something you get this really satisfying boom sound they're like just if you're wearing headphones a thump if you will that just like (laughs) it hits your headphones and like i really want to play this game in like a room where i can turn up the music super loud and have the bass just thumping me in the chest yeah and Um, put on put on a psvr and Oh, dude, I wish I could play this on PSVR. It is one of the PSVR launch titles, I think. And uh, it, it, this game is perfect for VR. Yeah. Um, but the uh, So there are times where it's like you're hitting the music and you're hitting the curves, and the curves have a particular sound. When you're holding the space bar to go through the, the gates that you have to break through, they have a specific sound, and everything is spaced so that it's very musical uh, when you're hitting things in order. You know, so... You know, and it's like you feel like you're hitting things in order. But what I don't like what this game does is it's like just when you're getting into the groove, it throws something at you to fuck you up. Yeah. So it's like this is on beat, on beat, half beat, half beat, half beat, on beat, on beat, half beat, half beat, half beat. Oh, third. 
Yeah. You know, and you're like, what the fuck just happened? Where did that come from? Sure. And it's like, if, so it changes time signatures. Well, like no, just, randomly. It, it, just like, just like once it'll like, it'll feel like a change of time signature. And the game does do a really nice thing where like, it usually will hit, hit you with like two of the same pattern in a row. So it'll like, if you kind of fuck it up, then like the next one you'll probably get if okay. you can think of what's coming up. But, uh, the, there's definitely too much. It feels like when people play tested this game, they overplayed tested it and got too confident in how easy it was and decided some stuff needed to be in there just to fuck you up. Yeah. Because like for me anyway, the big joy in this game uh, comes from when it feels like a rhythm game and when it feels like I'm hitting buttons along to the music and I'm making this thing happen and there's this immediate like aural reaction that just like really gets you and feels really powerful because the sound design in this game is fucking amazing like all the way around the sound effects the music the the dynamism of it is great and when you fuck it up it fucks all of that up and it feels really really bad and on one hand that's good okay this is a challenge i like that it's a challenge but the problem is is that there aren't long enough stretches even when and i've gone through stages where i've got an s rating where i've gotten every single thing perfect Mm -hmm. and even in those stages i feel like i'm like bobbing my head do it and then i'm like no wait don't bob my head because that's gonna fuck me up don't get into the music to the rhythm don't get into the music because it'll fuck you up and that feels counterintuitive to what that game is trying to do that's not the way i'd want that which is i I guess i mean like i guess they're going for the unnerving thing so like they're trying to lull you into a certain feeling but i maybe that's playing against itself yeah maybe and i don't know and it's like uh i've played um uh, I don't know. The, it, there's a lot of stages in that game, and they go by really fast. Uh, and I've played that game for maybe four or five hours. Uh, you know, and like with any rhythm game, that's just enough to start feeling like you're finally getting it down. Do you, do you go into like a trance, like a type of trance when you're playing that game? Is that like you? You do like uh, when I first started playing it, I was like really into it, and then I was really frustrated because I couldn't get into it because I had to pay it. I had to pay such close attention to like what i was looking at instead of what i was hearing i i almost had to like turn off what i was hearing and just go by the visual mm-hmm. and i was like this is not what i want to play i want the, i want the full synesthesia experience of the audio and the visual united along with my human input you know like i want all of that stuff together and this game seems to be saying no uh you were you were too into this yeah get out yeah yeah and so in, in that sense, um, I don't know if that'll change once I get really good at it. And then maybe I'll be able to hear the music better because I'm not concentrating so hard on the visuals yeah. in order just not to fuck up. Um, but that's my main critique of it at, at this one point. And that sounds like I don't like the game, but I super like the game. <laughs> I'm, you know, like I, uh, after I played it for a while, like I just kept thinking about it the rest of the day. I woke up the next day thinking that like, you know, sort of having that, you sort of have that thing in your head where the games that you've been playing a lot recently just sort of like play back in your mind and sort of in this, at least they do for me in uh, usually an enjoyable way. And this game was doing that and I definitely want to go back to it. Hmm. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah. So, uh, I've heard that it's extremely stressful. That's sort of like a it is stressful. A possible turnoff to me. It is definitely it is definitely stressful. Matt, I have I have some homework for you next for next week though. Uh-oh. I want you to play Area X and I want you to talk about Area X next week. I don't have a PSVR. You don't need a PSVR to play it. No, you don't want to play it. 
Do you want to come to the office and play? <laughs> sure. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll have some time next week, and you should come to the office, and we should plug it in. Yeah. Fucking kidding me? Of course I do. I would love to have a PSVR. Like no. if I if I could if I if you know. Sony sent me one, and someone else has it right now. Yeah, I, I was gonna get one. I canceled my pre order. It's a lot of fucking cords, man. It's a lot of cords, mm-hmm. and also I, I'm gonna I'm I'm probably gonna buy a motorcycle again soon. So. what nice yeah do you want to die yeah is that what you want to do yeah i'm gonna be your mother right do you want to kill yourself really cool though yeah. <laughs> to be fair when i say buy a motorcycle it's not to commute torque it's literally to drive around alameda with yeah yeah like that, i don't want to get one cool. i don't really want to get one to <laughs> like gonna, like be with all those 60 something white dudes yeah i want to put put <laughs> around my hometown like, in oakland yeah, like i i want to basically i want to basically never go on the highway yeah, you, you don't. Put, you don't want to. You don't want to split lanes and rush hour traffic. No, trying to get I, to work. I basically want to. I basically want what people want a scooter for, except I just yeah. want a motorcycle. Right on. So. I can get behind that. Yeah. So no you have PS4 to get a sidecar. No PS4 Pro. Get a sidecar. I played uh, a PS4 Pro this week. <laughs> I just. Uh, I don't have a 4K TV. I don't have mm. an HDR TV. It runs everything better. I'll say that much. Like it. But, like, how much better? Like, so far, I haven't played very many PlayStation games. Like, if you told me the load times were significantly better, I'd be the a little bit The load times won't be any different. Um, well, maybe a little because the RAM is a little bit better. Because other than faster. that, like, I'm fine with my PlayStation. Uh, frame rate more consistent, level of detail much higher, like, effects. Plus, I'll say this. Higher. Like, I don't turn on my consoles that often lately. Especially now that I have Windows 10 machine. I play most everything on my PC at this point. So. Yeah. You know, and I even when I play games, with stuff like Gears, where you can play with your console exactly, and even yeah. a lot of games when I want to play PC games on console, I'll just I have a Steam Link and a really good internet connection, so I just play in my living room through my Steam Link with a plugged-in Xbox One controller. So <laughs> yeah, I kind of have all like it's tough, you know. A lot of my g- games I've just been on PC. I don't know. Yeah, I've been huge pc stuff for a while now, just because that's my most powerful gaming system, the one that we have at the office. Anyway. It's interesting though, like. Uh, did you see NPD stuff today? Yeah. That's Xbox One S doing pretty well for itself. For the third month in a row, it's like at the top of the charts. Really? Wow. Which, Good for them. But the thing is, like, when they don't release numbers like that, it makes me wonder about all the p- possible ways that that happened. It's like, hmm. what if the Xbox One S is just selling fine and people aren't buying PlayStation 4s waiting for the Pro to come out? Yeah. Could be. Like, maybe it's not that the Xbox One S is just, like, that much more attractive than the PS4. It's just that people know that a better PS4 is coming out and don't want to get screwed. I wonder how I would not buy a new PS4 right now. Yeah, I wonder how the retailer the retailers are actually like actually did just buy someone a PS4 recently because if they if they're like hey this more expensive thing is coming out what what I mean they do want to sell their current stock in the meantime but like you'd be like maybe you come back and you spend a hundred bucks more. Well, I also think that the pricing on the Xbox One S has continued to be pretty aggressive. Yeah, Mm. Um, I'm sure that helps. It, 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 it starts it? at 300 but there have been a lot of bundles oh, mm. yeah okay um, like minecraft and battlefield or minecraft and gears or like gears <laughs> and something else or minecraft and minecraft should we take a quick break or should we just roll right into a few questions no keep going i'm fine yeah roll right into Thank a few questions tea. yeah arthur got me some tea <laughs> I'm, uh, no, how I'm is that tea i haven't tried it yet. it's good it's good franklin wolf from twitter asks franklin wolf what is a game you've loved in a series you otherwise didn't enjoy Oh wow, game I love! I'll say series. Blood Money. I didn't. I never really cared about Hitman at all. And then Arthur was like, "You should try this Blood Money thing." And I was like, "Holy fuck, this is an amazing thing!" <laughs> uh, Elder Scrolls Oblivion was a game again. I didn't care about that series. 
And all of a sudden, I played Oblivion, and I was like, oh. but that hit at the right time. That's different. That's like, hey, here's your new con the the new console game. Here's the game that shows you exactly why you bought a new console. Uh, <laughs> and then you played Fallout Three, and you I've, played New Vegas, and you played Skyrim. Fallout, yeah, that's true. Um, I had a, I have a joke answer, which is Dota Two. I didn't like Dota. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Persona Four. Yeah. I never gave a shit about any JRPGs, and then I played that, and I was like, wait. I played Persona 4, and I liked that game a lot. <sighs> I have not played any of the other Personas, so I can't even say that I don't like them. Final Fantasy VI. Mm, a series that I don't like where I played Assassin's one Creed, that Black I Flag. did like. Hmm. Black Flag was good. I, I like most I make it like most of those games. Yeah, I like most of the Assassin's Creed. I've never been that into them. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's, this is a hard question. That is a hard question because, like, you, you, when you think of series, you got to think, well, okay, what's well, a franchise? And like, most franchises are franchises because the games are usually pretty. Tiger good. Woods PGA Tour Nine. Hmm. Was that was that the one that had the weird like some of the weird like abstract levels? No, that's more recent. That's this console generation. This mm-hmm. was uh, the. Tiger Woods game from 2008 that I played a ton in 2009 while I was unemployed. <laughs> like when we first started recording the podcast, I was like, I guess I've got this free game that Anthony brought home that I could try. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I started playing. I was like, I it's actually like pretty this. good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fuck. I have a feeling I actually would like more sports games if I played them I mean, more. their sports games are just games. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I knew I know that's good. true because I played plenty of Mario sports games and I liked them all. And all they were was just slightly simplified um, versions of other tennis games. Yeah. And, I don't know yeah. if it counts, but of the Rockstar open world games, the only one that I played through and felt good about was Bully. Hmm. Yeah, I think, I think that counts. Yeah, I, I also it. liked Undead Nightmare a lot. I just I didn't like Red Dead. I don't like the GTA, GTA games. I liked Red Dead a lot. Um, Dylan asks a question that's really easy. He says, who's getting a PSVR and who isn't? Nope. Not me. I am not. My, uh... I mean, well, I guess I have one, but I'm not... I canceled I buy the, one. I canceled my my business partner, Ryan O'Donnell, is getting one. I canceled mine because I just wasn't hearing that great of things, and I was like, I can wait. Like, I 400 bucks. as I said in a previous show, I was like, eh, at this point, my video card's gonna start to get long in the tooth kind yeah. of soon. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. And, and there, there are... But there are three things right away that really made me that i really want to play on which PSVR. is res thumper and super hypercube mm. oh, and i've played both res and super hypercube and they're fucking amazing i'm curious about that we happy few game only because that some of the guys that worked out it. oh yeah but it's out early PSVR. access Wait, or not we happy few sorry i'm thinking of Sorry. Yeah, wait. Here they lie. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait. We have a few. <laughs> here they lie. They actually have somewhat of a similar creepy vibe to um, them. But here they lie. Just because that has some of the guys that worked on Spec Ops. Like, mm. there's a sort of deal breaker in that system, though, which is that uh, the PSVR breakout box thing supports 4K, but it doesn't support HDR. Yep. What a fucking I know. crazy, I know. It's really weird. crazy uh, oversight. I mean, so you'd have to swap it out every time. Yeah. So I would have to disconnect and reconnect, and that thing is like a lot of fucking cords. Yeah. So, so you it won't just output like nope. normal TV to an HDR no, TV because the PS4 hooks up to the little breakout box. And yeah. the breakout box. Hooks so you'd up have to, to so you'd have to unhook it from the breakout box back to your TV. That's fucking terrible. I, I guess I guess when you get a PS Pro, a PlayStation Pro, 
like you could just use your old PS4 as your pure like VR machine. <laughs> but why would you do that? Yeah. Because the Pro in part is designed specifically for yeah, VR stuff to it's run better. It's fucking stupid. It's, it's. I mean, I part of me understands wah, wah. it because like HDR compliant components are more expensive. Sure. But, but I mean, Sony is making money on every PSVR. But you're but you're selling two products that like are supposed to like enhance one another and like you're like here's this new feature that they touted very prominently on a stage then go mm-hmm. and go uh, just kidding it doesn't work with this other product. And I mean like I honestly when you start to play games in HDR it becomes very difficult to to not play And them see in like HDR. I would never uh, as as an ordinary consumer if I wasn't sitting here with this podcast you would never know that. I would not think that I'm going to go buy my new HDR TV and my PSVR won't work. Well, you also I would, wouldn't I buy would it thinking think that, that it wouldn't work with your receiver either. It won't work with your receiver either? Well, I mean like for receivers that support 4k do not automatically support hdr yeah i wouldn't think that either um, yeah there's I, would, kind of, I get i would get a very rude surprise there's a uh, lot of gotchas ghoulie gary asks a really easy question <laughs> he says are you worried about final fantasy after all these delays no one gives a not fuck anymore about than I that shit. Been. I don't know. <laughs> I've never been worried about a final fantasy game in my life no me either they have enough money that they'll be like well uh mm. Mm, square is not doing that well They've had some flaws. They have, they have enough money for that game where they go, well, this this decides a lot of what our next two years looks like. <laughs> no, I've just never been any of those with that type of person, though, that I've ever woke up on any day and thought, something Final Fantasy. I'm just like... Uh, I, I, I'm, I'll play that game. It looks interesting. I, I, mean, I, I, can, I can see reasons why someone would be worried about that game. Just like... Yes. I would see reasons why someone would be concerned about Last Guardian... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh prior to now I would see reasons why someone would be concerned about Battlefield yeah. or Call of Duty or Titanfall but, or But like the way that I am not worried about a Final Fantasy game is that the, at least in my history whether or not I like a Final Fantasy game has had absolutely no bearing on how well that game is done. <laughs> yeah, no, I just I don't care for him but I, did Final Fantasy 13 not do that well? I don't know. I, I think also think undersold. that fucking Samurai Warriors games are balls, but they keep continuing <laughs> to exist. So, <laughs> I, but has there been a new one in a long time? Well, even that game, uh, Attack on Titan, is made by those people, and it's very similar. Yes. Mm. So, uh, Mirrors asks, if you could only play one system for the rest of your life, would you pick a a Sega Master System, <laughs> a B a 3DO, or C an Atari Jaguar? <laughs> I'd go with the Master System. Yeah. Didn't it have a lot of the Nintendo games, basically? Like, there was, like, some porting between the two. Yeah, out of the three, I think the Master System. Yeah, I would totally games. go for and the And there Master were, like, system. decent versions of 80s Sega Like, Atari Sega Jaguar, I've only ever heard one game it talked about ever, mm-hmm. and it's Alien vs. Predator. And then down yeah. Tempest was good. We actually talked with Jeff Gersman about the Jaguar, like, two <laughs> nights ago. But, yeah, the, uh, the Sega Master System had a ton of great games. Like, there and was a pretty good version of Shinobi. Yeah. Like, a pretty good version of Russian Attack. Yeah. It had the arcade version of Strider. It that that game ran and like everything ran super well on that system. I am a child. <laughs> You're like I don't I, know what I, this is. To be fair, Sa- I, Saga, I also, I also never, Suga. What's a Suga? I've also never played a Sega Master System. All uh, I knew at that age was, so was a Nintendo. No, it's just only Nintendo was all I knew. Like a Nintendo. I have a question. Is anyone in this room looking to buy the NES thing? No. 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 <laughs> well, there's I am that. All about that shit. I'm definitely gonna buy that. <laughs> well, I and mean, I just, actually, 
It's like a better. It's better emulation than anything that they've done on the virtual yeah. console. Yeah, it, it's fifty it, bucks for thirty games. That actually might be a great thing of like having people having people over. It is like, cool. Hey, y'all have to this be able to support thing. them. If we get that in time for Extra Life, that would be a pretty. Good actually, yeah, that would be I have great. a Raspberry Pi. <laughs> With everything. Yeah, but I like. I mean, I like paying for games. I do too. Well, it's just a lot I of those. That may sound counterproductive. But. <laughs> no, I just mean a lot of those older games, though. Like at this point, like I've bought you, them so many. You times. should talk with like someone like Jeff Gersman. Actually, speaking of Jeff, just because he has very interesting and nuanced opinions about emulation for games that are basically not really hmm. supported mm-hmm. anymore. That guy is. Well, and then the uh, uh, did you related? Uh, was it you, Anthony, last week that was saying that the Vita got hacked? Yeah, and you can run emulators on it now. Yeah, was it fixed though? Because they're pretty aggressive about patches for that thing. I don't know. I just know that <laughs> that the sad part about you know maybe we won't see video games much. Did we did we talk about on air about how you can hack PSPs? I think we did about how you yeah PSPs. I mean, yeah. PSP for a long time has been known as the best mobile emulator that exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Next email or Twitter. Uh, we'll go with. I love that some people ask questions sometimes. It's like we're fortune tellers. <laughs> Anthony asks, any chance, we are. <laughs> any chance of a new or or remake of Legacy of Kane? A remake of Legacy of Kane. The PlayStation 1, Legacy of Kane, vacuum the blood out of people from 10 feet away. <laughs> that game was surprisingly Didn't, dark. Uh, there, there's totally been... They were or, rebooting it and then canceled it. There has totally been either a, either a Kickstarter that... Uh, is on now or happened pretty recently that was basically a, a, a spiritual reboot of Legacy of Kane. That sounds that. right, actually. Yeah. And I don't remember what it was because I remember seeing the video. Early access arena action game in that universe for oh, a while. Really? Yes, there was. Huh. Yes, it was set specifically in that universe. Oh, for, wow. Yeah, during the war Weird. between the vampires and the humans. Um, wow. Yeah, all I remember in that game is that it was surprisingly violent. Like, I just uh-huh. remember, like, it was Diablo-type perspective. Also, there was just a shitload of voice acting. But it had was, cutscenes. It was. It had yeah. cutscenes where you'd go into a room and literally, like, explode someone's flesh off their body. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, suck blood out of, like, multiple things at once. Uh-huh. Yeah, that game was surprisingly cool. It was yep. weird, gory violent shitty zelda yeah yeah and i really like that game <laughs> first time i played um, we're playing anyway. a demo on that of that on the playstation underground disc oh, wow. i'm pretty sure wow i wonder if that game would hold up and renting it from hollywood video yeah <laughs> hollywood oh, yeah, video. nobody games. knows what that is <laughs> what <laughs> yeah no i know what hollywood video is my hometown it was video zone that's where we'd go <laughs> game <laughs> crazy yo game crazy, game crazy. damn yeah, Game Crazy is where I bought a game that was from the one that was going out of business. I think it was with Arthur in Oakland. Yep. Yep. And I sold the case for it like an idiot because now that game's worth like 100 bucks. <laughs> oh. I threw the case away. Sorry, I threw it away. Oh, no. You did that with all your games, though. So. Yeah, I did. But now that I knew how much that peak. one was with the case, I was like, ah, oh, why did I do that? Yeah. There's wow. a game called Rule of Rose. So, really weird Japanese horror game published by Atlas. With the dog, right? I don't know. I just bought it. I never even played it. I bought it because it was there at a game <laughs> crazy. They were going out of business. It's fairly well regarded as like a cult game. Yeah. It's a little rapey. So, yeah. I mean, like I didn't know anything about it. I mean, shocking. I, know, I just but... read the box and I was like, oh, it kind of sounds like Silent Hill. And that's, so I was like, I'll try it. Which is but... not to be confused with Rumble Roses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which yeah. is also rapey. Uh, Dr. Rockuitz. Oh, hello. Says, if VR fails to catch on, what do you envision the next gimmick to be? <laughs> if it fails to catch on? Well, he's just saying, basically... 
VR ha- is a stepping had, stone to AR. We had motion controls. Arthur thinks it's going to be AR. Um, I think Augs. AR is very astute. What was that? Sorry, James. Augs. Augs? Yeah. <laughs> like I, human I, Augs, like yeah. Deus Ex? Right, that's augmented reality. <laughs> I do think that we are like not Hololens specifically, but that kind of thing. I, oh, I, I was talking about like actual like putting shit inside your body. Oh, that's that's like a different thing though. That's like biohacking, right? Yeah, I think that we're like within <laughs> fifty years of that. What James is saying for yeah. sure. It hey, scares I, that's me. not really a video game thing though. But it could be. No. Also, sometimes <laughs> I see some of the VR stuff, and I'm like. I sometimes start pondering. I'm like, at some point, at what point does this become like something where there will be like ethical issues to talk about with it? We're already there. Like, I just mean like, even like, like violence in games, like, but it's like when you're like viscerally, like in a PSVR thing, like, I don't know, is it different? Just those questions. I mean, there, there were discussions at GDC this year about like the concept of like consent in VR and, and Mm -hmm. like, sort of like the weird fuzzy boundaries personal boundaries in those spaces right because it's like if if i'm if me and arthur in a vr game and i have little simulation hands and i can walk up and like touch him and stuff it's just like it's just a weird thing simulator yeah it's just it's just like an interesting thing that like you know people have been pervy in games since games have existed like but that's being pervy towards what someone identifies as their their self their body yeah it's just it's it's a it's a weird thing yeah, I watched some. If you're if you're interested in seeing some of that, like not perviness, but just like weird VR shit, you should check out Giant Bomb's VR rodeos. They do. They're called Verodios, <laughs> and they and there's a couple of them that you're like, huh, this is some weird frontier shit with some of the stuff. Yeah, that people like are doing su- out there. Summer Lesson just came out, which was like the big thing at TGS this year. What's that? It's a. Uh, I don't think it's. It was on the Sony stage, like a Sony press conference at TGS, but it's like this weird you are a tutor and you go yeah and this uh mother hires you bad already hires you to tutor their daughter the daughter and you are (laughs) like and the girl has met you before but somehow for some reason she lets you into the house and doesn't tell the daughter that you're in her room and so she comes in and she's like surprised that you're in her room and you're like in like and then you tutor her. I don't know. It's very strange. <laughs> right, but, you it's know. It's like semi-flirty. It's not actually, like, actual, like, any sexual It's not thing. like but, Mr. But Mosquito. That, but I think that that one is the one that I saw, like, ten seconds of, and I was like, it immediately put me in a spot where I was like, something about this doesn't sit right. Yeah, like, like the things that she does, like, she comes into your personal space, and she, like, leans into you, and, like, does all that stuff. Right, and I was just like, at some point, like, like, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I have no qualms about making two people bang out in the sims because i'm like it's just a dumb little simulation thing sure but i'm like at some point like well i actually have no qualms about like people using vr to for whatever kind of sex things they they want but there are there should (laughs) well they're just like everything else you know like you you would hope that people have enough wherewithal to realize that like being pervy with like a 13 year old even virtual girl is not not good or healthy it's complicated things are complicated i mean it's i at the very least it's probably illegal or certainly within spitting distance of illegal yeah it's just it's just it was one of those things that like i said it was just one of the first times i ever saw something like that and i was like huh it's just made me go down that route. Like I've yeah. never had very many games that have pushed me in that direction of like, let me think about this in a deeper way, just because it was like a closer to life simulation thing. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's uh it's stuff that's definitely going to crop up more and more, but I, uh, back to the original question, I would agree with Arthur that like, uh, 
I didn't really think about it until you said it, but that makes a lot of sense to me. The AR I mean, would be the next after that. Gimmick. Like the next evolution is like snow crash, <laughs> right? Or stuff yep. where like people are jacking plugged into, into my a brain. matrix sort yeah. of space. Like Sign that's, me up. that's what people really want. Right? Yeah. Yep. Like if they want to disconnect at all, that's what they want to do. They want to disconnect and go into a world like that's whose verisimilitude is indistinguishable from reality and be like a different person. Yeah. Works for me, man. Just like I've always uh, told my wife that like, uh, I hope you uh, like from very early on, I told Eleanor that like, I just want you to be comfortable with the fact and I'm communicating to you this to you now so that when it happens, you won't be surprised. But as soon as I can, I'm going to start replacing my body parts with cyborg parts. <laughs> For sure. Cause Did she ask you to replace one specific part? <laughs> you, guys, you guys asked why I started riding a motorcycle. It's because I'm... His leg. Come on, guys. It, is, it is because I am trying to get my insurance to cover cybernetics. You want a $6 million Anthony. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like, there's a whole lot of garbage that goes on in this shit that I'm just okay getting rid of. Yeah, right. The other day I stood up and I was like, my knee hurt for like a half hour afterwards. I was like, that thing's got to go. So let's get this chopped off already. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty much okay with replacing parts of my body. Yep. Yeah. I, I would go. Would you do a full like body replacement if they transferred your consciousness into a full? Uh, are we saying like to avoid death? Would you? Okay, here's a question. Would you be the first person to do that? No. Uh, Am I dying? Yeah. That's a good no. question. Is it, is no. it considered safe? Is it, or they think it is. If you're the first person, they don't really know. <laughs> so yeah. here's my, here's if my they, thing. If they don't think that there's any like potential for you to die of complications or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Also, sure. to be clear, in, in all the futurist things I've read about transferring your consciousness... It's a just copy. It's not it is, a... It is, yeah. Copy. You are yeah. James. You are, you, you are dead. This James still keeps... And it's not even like the movie Avatar where one dies and the other one wakes up. Mm-hmm. It's that you, that one would wake up and be like, I'm James. And he would watch other James live uh-huh. out his final days. Yep. Which is like, that's a hard concept that you're not... Yeah. It is immortality in a sense, but not in the sense that you think yeah. this keeps going. I Let me put it this way. I want there to be some pipe and drape between me and my actual body so that I don't have to ever see it again. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Like, I want... Yeah, they need to have that thing from uh, No Country for Old Men, just a little the pneumatic cow. thing. He's the transferred, dunk! Did you read Alter Carbon? Yeah. Yeah. It's like where your consciousness is removed from the body. It's just like a shell. Yeah. yeah. See, that would be cool. People can in turn occupy. That but, would be but better. The con- but the concept, though, of like, you know, it's like then, then you ha- you get into the real realm of like the question of what is actually happening at a quantum level. Because is it actually possible to transfer this thing that we call consciousness? Or, as I suspect, is it completely tied to the actual biological hardware of your brain so that like... There is no such thing as like transfer. There is only copy no. yeah, and copy. perhaps destroying well, of the original. Like the transfer data. Cyberpunk yep. slash eighties era anime cyberpunk like observations and deliberations on what being human is and yeah. what consciousness is and like yeah. that's um, like the pet. ghost in the shell thing, right? It's like Kusanagi yeah. says, like I've been built. Like if they took back everything that that they gave me, there's not much left. What are those uh, those mm-hmm. little microorganisms that can survive everything? extremophiles we didn't know but there's a specific one they look like little like almost like little like six-legged weasels when you see mm-hmm. them all blown up 
Mm. And oh, the uh, oh, I know what you're talking they, about. They almost look like little worms, Micro, like little fat worms. Yeah, little fat yeah, worms. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know what you're and, about, but yeah. the thing is, like, they can survive the vacuum of space. Yeah, they can be completely dehydrated for like weeks and then rehydrated, and they'll just carry on. Mm-hmm. It's like basically just put some of that in my jeans <laughs> yeah. already, so I can right. just keep going. Well, the way that I what I wonder is like. Let's say uh, you took a part of my brain that was like starting to degrade from, you know, let's say the rest of my body is like all cybernetic and it is immortal and my brain is the only thing that's left over. And because, uh, you know, that's consciousness. And it's like, but there's this one part of my brain that starts to fail. So you just replace that one part with like something that's fake. Yeah. And then like this other part starts to fail. So you and replace so that other part. Just and eventually, replaced. eventually you've been replaced with everything. And is like, is that the same thing as it, it seems to me in my, in my mind anyway, that that's the same thing as how your body dies and replaces cells all the time. And yet you're still you replacing them with better cells. Right. So maybe I that's like maybe that's future. how you do it. Yeah. yeah, I like Matt's future. I want that one. Yeah, yeah which is like slowly like nanobots are like rebuilding parts of your brain yeah. and, and kicking out the pieces that don't need to be there. Right. Yeah, I like, like I don't need my morality anymore. Oh, sorry guys, <laughs> I, I, I can't come out tonight. I gotta go uh, shit out the rest of my brain. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what. Problem I want. solved. Uh, your brains are all going to be sh- shit for machines some days. Uh, if you're lucky. I have a question. Are yeah. we going to do Extra Life? Yes, we're going to do Extra Life. Yeah. So should I start the page up? Yes, we yeah. should start yeah. the page up. But what date is it? We're going to do it right here in Arthur's living room. I should do it right now. Like usual. Should it be... Uh, we're in this hot living room, making it even hotter with a bunch of machines running. It, it, works. it worked pretty well last year when we kept both the windows open and stuff like that. It started to get also, nice and cool at night. Also, I have a night. different TV now that throws off considerably less heat. Yeah, except by the time we all add in all of our monitors, it don't matter. So here's one thing that I was thinking about, because I actually tried one. I got one of those, uh, the new model of uh, NVIDIA Shield tablets from uh, from NVIDIA. And um, I set up GeForce Experience on the PC at work, and I took the Shield tablet home, and I was like, I don't expect this at all to work for Twitch gaming, especially because the upload at work isn't the best. My internet at home is not the best. I'm like, but I bet I can play WoW doing this. And uh, I loaded it up, and it was I could only get consistent frame rate on a 720p stream, uh-huh. but it worked. And you could play WoW from the I office play at home? WoW, I could play WoW from the office at home. The future's here. And like, I didn't have to do any special setup. I didn't have to do any port forwarding or anything like that. All I had to do was launch GeForce Experience at work, have the shield up at home, log into my GeForce account from both locations. And the GeForce experience at work uh, did a quick scan and it found all of my Steam games, all of my Origin games, and other games that it thought like I would probably want to add just by finding the executables. And, uh, And then like, yeah, went home and launched up WoW and I was like, there was occasionally times where I would get lag spikes and, totally. it would be, and it would get really scary. And quite often the video signal would degrade to like super shitty YouTube quality. Oh, yeah. gross. Uh, but most of the time it was fine. You and there was only a minor WoW. amount of endpoint lag. You were still playing WoW. I was still playing WoW from home, streamed over the internet on pretty bad internet connections. That's cool. The, the one thing where it didn't work is it like, so this is why I know it wouldn't work for like a shooter is because like, uh, uh, so like I when I get when I'm like waiting on a loading screen or whatever for a while I just have this nervous thing where I like move my mouse in a circle mm-hmm, <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. just like circle 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 and whenever I was doing that there was you know when you're moving your mouse in a circle I think it creates too much uh, it creates too many inputs as opposed to like when you're just moving your mouse in an arc from here to there or whatever 
So I was moving in a circle and like the mouse would like get slower and slower and slower. Mm-hmm. And then I would stop moving the mouse and it would just like slowly Seems like, like case they probably should have planned for. move around in a circle, like for probably a good five to 10 seconds after I was done doing That's pretty it. Funny. Um, what do we want to set the goal at? Uh, $8,000. What was it last year? Was it 3000? I think we did. I, man. I think, Let's it was do 5, th- I think it was 3,000 yeah. last year and we hit like 5,000, 5,500, something like that. Um, total, we've raised $24,160. Yeah. Well, that was because sure, that did one year. 5,089. No, that's, that sounds right. That's not our for 5,000 this year. Uh, yeah. Last year, the year before that was 4,453. The year before that was 11,600. Yeah, that was our big year. That was a stupid year. Yeah, that, that, that was also when like not a lot other of other people were doing. Yeah, life. and now everybody does it. Yeah, now everybody does fuckers. it. <laughs> uh, and, and, five, 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 and pretty much everybody is uh, more interesting to watch than we are. So that makes sense to me that nobody would be watching our stream. Maybe they're more interesting at like three in the morning. We were having pretty serious <laughs> YouTube problems. That's last true. Year Twitch, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a problem. Mm. We'll, we'll get it going. Yeah, Twitch wouldn't reset. And no, we had to use my Twitch. It's like a whole I have another question since we're I think we're still talking. Do you watch the Rogue One trailer? Yeah, it's yes. fine. Yeah. I think it's fine. I thought I thought I thought they revealed way too much. Yeah, like I didn't need to know that her dad was the dude that worked on the Death Star and that was the whole reason. Like yeah. I kinda liked the mystery of not knowing who she was and stuff. I yeah. mean they released a book about her dad and the Death Star. Mm-hmm. See, they should have just left all that shit alone. I would I, I would have rather mind. I would have rather her just been like I would have uh, episode seven super- knowing nothing. Basically, yeah, yeah I, me too. I tried to know as little as possible. I but, actually am trying to ignore Rogue One stuff. Yeah. I, I really, I really would have liked that story element to just be more like she was just like a big problem for the Empire, and the Rebel Alliance was like, "Hey, here's somebody that I think we could." Well, use. the trailers definitely don't really give. They don't give that much away. They just pretty no. much give away that her dad is some important thing. Therefore, they come get her. Right, like, right. That's right. pretty much all the trailer kind of gives away to me. Yeah. The, I only watched yeah. it once. No, that's all it seemed to give away to me too. I only watched it once too because I, yeah, I want to. Forget details by the yeah, time I, I see I'm not, it. I, I, those days of rewinds and all that shit are done for me. So. Yeah. yeah, me too. Uh, I like watching trailers. In, f- I, in fact, I really like watching movie trailers. Even to like, I'll just go on to like a trait like Apple trailers or whatever, and I will just watch a whole bunch of trailers for yeah. movies I'm never going to see. But I love trailers. It, but I don't rewind them and play them back for movies I'm going to see anymore. Yeah, like for like John John Wick to just put out a trailer, <laughs> and I was like. I, I I it came on and I was like no nah, I don't want to watch this I just want to go see John Wick too right <laughs> well because it's like the whole thing about like fight scene choreography is that like the the individual like moment to moment things can be great yeah. but it's about how it's all strung together that's yeah. where the dance really comes out and yeah. that's the kind of thing that like where you're like okay yeah. this was like an amazing piece of technical and physical artistry that all came together. What an amazing action scene. Yeah. And yeah. And especially for John Wick where that movie yeah. is like him writing people down and he's like blasting them in the chest. Like in three times. <laughs> so good. He doesn't shoot people in the chest. He shoots people in the chest to down them and to shoot them in the head. The face. Yeah. 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 The, um, uh, which by the way, if you've never seen the raid or the raid Two. Talk about action stunt yeah. choreography. That yeah, shit will the, yeah, blow your the raid goddamn has so mind. few guns. It's more just like... The raid? No, the raid a, is all guns. No, the first raid is like he's using like door jams and sinks and stuff like well, that. Well, sure, but I mean like they have so many... Like oh, well, saying, he, right in the beginning, there's a whole he's ton of guns. Yeah. Yeah. They, they yeah. run out of ammo. And then, exactly. And then yeah. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden he's just like, oh, there's a piece of broken wood here that your neck gets thrown onto. Yeah. Jesus. God, the sequence in the raid 2 where they're like they're passing the camera... That is a hard movie to watch. Yeah, it gets yeah. brutal. 
like the the baseball bat stuff. <laughs> I just like uh, even like the gun violence in that movie. The shotgun is, stuff yeah. at the end. Yeah. I don't know. For I, I guess the, maybe I'm desensitized to it, but you know, like people love horror movies too, and I actually don't like horror movies. I like, get they, they disturb me too much. Horror movies. I don't know. But the uh, but you know, like when I watch uh, when I watch action, like I love action movies so much because like the um, I love the way all the pieces fit together. Yeah. You know what movie we have to go see soon, James? Hmm? Is the new Jack Reacher is out soon? Uh yeah, I, I really like Jack Reacher. That movie yeah. was good. God, that was that was one of my favorite movies to go into that knowing nothing about yeah. and coming out being like, what, what the, was this? Why is we this good? About, we felt that way about John Wick, if I remember correctly, yeah. which we yeah. watched before Extra Life 2014. <laughs> yeah. uh, Extra Life 2015. 16. What about I, it? Extra Life 2016. It's so, November 4th, I thought. 5th? 5th, Saturday, mm-hmm. before Election Day. Ah. So we have a page. Nice. Uh to get to it, you go to tinyurl.com slash RFM extra EXTRA forward. Uh, nice. And we would love for you to donate. We would really like to meet a goal and raise a bunch of money for for kids and for research. And, and it's uh, for a local Oakland hospital. Yep. Oakland Children's Hospital. So you should go to tinyurl.com slash RFM extra and donate. Do it. Give God money. Help us. Uh, if everybody who listened to this show donated a dollar, we would blow our fucking fundraising goal out. Like, yeah, by a significant amount. Yeah, yeah. we would raise <laughs> as much or more than we've ever raised in every other year combined. Yeah. So, really, we? I thought we only had like five hundred listeners. No, no, like on a good day. Well, no. we've got a pretty good amount. <laughs> we're not the biggest podcast by any no. means, but we're we're pretty all right. Yeah. Uh, I like. Right. I, 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 I like. Pretty all right. We're pretty all right. Yep. Uh, if you're a listener, you're pretty all right too. So, Anthony, what what day is our extra life? It's November Saturday, 5th. November fifth. All right, November fifth. Anthony, you should send us out so that I can play a thing for you guys. Okay, bye everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, that's it. Fuck off. Go to sleep. You Go to bed. Be nice to your wife or significant other or whoever you want to be you nice to. But Twitter, so. but just go be nice. No, you know where we are on Twitter. Unless you're an idiot, so don't be an idiot. <laughs> and uh, go donate to kids and just get on with your life. Why are you wasting so much time listening to podcasts? Unless you're commuting. Otherwise, don't be a jerk. You dumb jerk. Don't, All right. don't get grabby on my keyboard. All right. go, go live your life. Listen, Donald. Or don't. Sometimes podcasts listen can live your life. I'm not going to tell you to live your life, but get out there and live it. <laughs> you jerks. What a disaster. <laughs>